Okay, and uh, we're officially live for episode five. Cool. Episode five. And guess who's back in the house? Guess who's back, back, back. Ooh, that might be a copyright. Mitchell's? No, nah, nah, we're good. <laughs> I am back. Hello. Back in the saddle, Mr. Randy Luke. I have missed everybody. We missed you. Tremendously. With a tremendous amount of vigor. Personal life, Christmas. A little bit of sackness. Oh, how was your holidays? Pretty good? Mine were great. No, and Randy did not have COVID. He had uh, a little streptococcal. A little strep, streptococcal. Yeah. To throat. the layman, in the layman terms, strep throat. Yeah. The throat of strep. Mm-hmm. The little white stuff in the back of your throat. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but we're good now. Antibiotics. Got two shots in the ass. Man. Feel like a champ. Can we, can we, I'm going to, I'm going to start like I have the last few podcasts, movie of the week, and my movie of the week, Tombstone. Mm. Classic. Only because I saw it on the other night, and I watched the majority of it. Mm. So, speaking of movies, I made Tori watch Wonder Woman, the first one, because the second one just came out. Ooh. Yeah. I'll take a hard pass. Yeah. Yeah. The second one is actually better than the first. (laughs) I don't care. I've heard that they're both bad. No. They're not. They're not wonderful. Wonderful. They're not. They're not Marvel. But they're not wonderful. Wonder Woman's not wonderful. Nah. Ah. It's a, it's a double entendre. Yeah. Shitty DC movie. Shocker. Shocker. That new Batman movie is gonna be sick. Yeah, though. that does look good. With Robbie Pat. Oh yeah. When is, it, when is it supposed to come out? They've been working on it for years. It feels like. No, it's coming out. They pushed it back to next year. Twenty twenty one March. Yeah, they put a lot oh, of stuff back. It's like, no, we're in 2021. Yes. I think they push it back to like... 2022. It's Another either, year? It's either 2022... Or the end of this year. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Gotta Google. I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> Look it up. Man. Well, why are you doing that? Looks like we're gonna see a dark Batman, finally. Thank God. <clears throat> Looks like Christ- it's gonna be good. Christian Bells were pretty dark. Yeah. But I think there's a whole other level to step to. I just I hope think, that he stands. I just hope he does a good job. Pattinson's a great actor. Yeah, I mean, barring the Twilight, Twilight. the Twilight, uh, <laughs> and those, uh, they're not the worst. I don't enjoy uh, them, but I have sat through them. Okay, I'll tell you this: I've think, sat, I've sat through the first two. Yeah, that's probably where I'm at. The first one, I did not care for. Mm-hmm. Second one, I really didn't care for mm-hmm. because. They were like, there was a scene where she was riding the motorbike, remember? She wrecks. Oh, yeah. Is that when she becomes an adrenaline junkie? Taylor, yeah. yeah, and then Taylor Lautner shows up, and he's just like, takes his shirt off. And, and, it, and he's, I mean, obviously, he's fucking jacked. In Robert <laughs> Patterson's defense, he was kind of engrossed, like, around Kristen Stewart and, what was his name? The werewolf Lock- boy. Taylor Lautner. Jacob. Yes. Yeah, he was, uh, a lot of his interactions was around them, so it kind of, it dumbed him down a little bit i think okay but let's Speaking, but let's go to a good robert pattinson movie the fucking lighthouse if you haven't still seen have that it. movie i gotta sit it. back and watch oh it. my god he was great it. he was fantastic i'm waiting for an evening with no children no wife no nothing sit there and just Veg. watch it yeah and the guy that wrote it um 
Robert Eggers. He is a fantastic film writer. Mm. He did uh, The Witch. I don't know if you've seen that. Some people can't get into it because it's like the old English. They talk like an old English type um, dialect. Mm. And I thought it was a great movie. I think he's just a great writer. Well, my movie of the week, speaking of Taylor Lautner, the new Shark Boy and Lava Girl thing on Facebook. Y'all seen it? They come out with a second one. Taylor no. Lautner's on that? He's in <laughs> no, the one? that's what I was getting at. Feel so. Fu- they got an actor to fill the spot. No lines. Wears a mask the whole time. Doesn't say shit. He like, plays a shark mask? Yeah, like a full fucking shark oh. mask. Could you imagine being I the thought actor you that... I thought you meant a pandemic mask. No. <laughs> Could you imagine being the actor getting that call? Like, we're going to let you do it. But you can't but speak. You, you don't say nothing. You wear a mask. Sorry, bro. Well, they had a big debacle in The Mandalorian with that guy wanting to... Yep. Take, he wanted to... Uh, take it. He wanted to show his face more. Show his face more. They told him, see you later. They said they'd do it without him. So it's a new actor? No. No, it's still him. No, he agreed. Oh. He, can't, he said, okay. Yeah, there's probably a lot of money there to be made. I mean, essentially, they could do the entire the entire series and not show his face but once. Yeah, yeah they could do the entire series with a different actor every single episode. Exactly. He'd be never really know. replaceable. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he does a phenomenal job. Don't get me I've wrong. I've not watched one episode. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, they're pretty You're good. You're a Star Wars fan? They're great. Star Wars guy. Okay, well, it, it, so the last season, spoiler alert. I think we already discussed this, haven't we? Yes. Um, but it gave kind of gave the Star Wars fans what they were looking for with seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. Um, kind of opened the door for Disney to make right, you know, how bad they screwed the pooch with the last three movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I tried watching. What was the first one Disney came out with? Rogue One. Rogue One. Got through like thirty minutes. Rogue One was good. I yeah, it was great. It. But that wasn't a part of the, the, so- well, that, like the saga. That was Disney's first. It was their first Star Wars movies, yes. Yeah. It was set in the right before Episode Four. It was between oh. three and four. Yeah, but it wasn't ac- actual like the big three movies, the right. big nine, I guess. Oh. Okay. It wasn't part of the like trilogy. a side story or something. It's more of a. It is, I mean, I guess a side story, but it's more of a. Uh, it's a prequel to New yeah, Hope. To a New Hope. Oh, okay. It's a prequel to the. So I guess that's why film. Luke Skywalker came at the end of it, right? No, that was no. Wasn't that the Rogue One? No, oh, you're talking I, about the I'm Mandalorian. Luke shows up. The end of Rogue One. They no, there's get, one where she comes out on the cliff at the end of it, and he turns around. He's like, pulls his hood down. That is no, no, no. That is that's a lot of scenes in Star Wars. <laughs> you talking uh, about Ray? It, it was fucking Mark Hamill. She have okay. So you're look you're looking at like seven. Yeah. Oh. Episode. I think episode seven. Oh. I, when she isn't that at the end of seven that she meets Mark. Yes. When she goes to the island? Yep, and to seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was seven. So, so oh. Rogue One was the first movie, air quotes here, that they did. That was time frame before A New Hope. That is what... The original trilogy. The original, yeah. Oh. That was done in like in the 70s. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah. Those are the only ones, that and Phantom Menace. Mm. The only ones I've sat Ooh, You need to see... Phantom Menace is kind of tough, but it's better yes. than seven. It's better than Clone Wars too. Oh my God, yes! Clone no, Wars was a travesty. Revenge of the Sith, I enjoyed a lot. Oh yeah, I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I used to love the video games. Yeah, oh, yeah. Battlefront, Knights of the yeah. Old Republic. No, 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 not Battlefront. The old ones on like PlayStation. The original Battlefront was on. Yeah. Was it? Yes, sir. Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you play Knights of the Old Republic? Uh huh. That one was good. Bits and pieces where you could be good or bad. Yep. Yeah. That was awesome. Did you ever play uh, Spartan Total Warrior? A little of a lesser-known title. 
No. I don't remember that. The game was fun as hell. Kill like Medusa and shit. Come out on the original Xbox. Remember that time we uh we played a lot of that um random uh Dante's Inferno game? That game is fun. I didn't I never played it a lot. You and I played it. I don't remember ever playing it with you. Back in the day. I remember it came out in high school. Yeah, we I thought the it. game was pretty cool. We played it at the house a couple times. Hmm. It was I'm, fucking weird. I'm still trying to get yeah. through uh Assassin's Creed. That's tough. It's Valhalla. like every time you pick the fucker up, you gotta play it for two hours just to do anything. Yeah. I love story modes. I loved Red Dead. Every I get away from multiplayer and it's just something to kind of clear your head and play through a story. Yeah. Um I loved Red Dead, all of them. But this new Assassin's Creed's about got me to throw it away. You need to look at Cyberpunk. You like a good story? That's almost too much. I don't want to customize my fucking ding dong on my character. <laughs> It is yeah, a little, it's, it's too little much work. Much. It is a little much, but the story apparently is pretty good. I watched a few videos. I'm not into the whole cyberpunk scene. Yeah, thing. I think it's kind of cool. It's interesting. I think cyberpunk take away kind of whack the fact that you have to. They let you customize your your ding dong. You remember uh, that cyberpunk uh, Batman movie they did? Uh, I think it was the one with Val Kilmer. It was very cyberpunky. Uh, the neon city and. Maybe. Oh. When the Batmobile was that Val Kilmer? Yeah. The one where, because Robin, that's Batman and Robin. Because he gets in them red shits. Because he's fighting the neon guy. No, you're thinking about. Because with the gravel or the dirt. Batman and Robin was Clooney, right? Yeah, and then it had Mr. Freeze. The Riddle. The Riddler and Mr. Freeze. The Riddler was in the one with. um, Oh. That was Val Kilmer. No, that was Michael Keaton. I thought the Riddler and Mr. Freeze. Talk about the Tommy same Lee one. Jones and Jim Carrey. Well, Jim Carrey plays Kilmer. the Riddler. Yeah. yeah, that was Val Kilmer. That was Val Kilmer. Okay, I thought it was Mr. Clooney Freeze. was but the. But I thought I thought you need Ke- to chill out. Keaton, Keaton had. Keaton had Penguin. Was he Tim yeah. Burton's? Yes. Yeah, because Penguin and See, I didn't Cat like Woman? that one at all. Catwoman, yeah. yeah. Not at all. That was. Yeah. Then, because what I'm talking about had Bane in it. That was kind of the cyberpunky one. He fights all, Robin fights all him lit up motherfuckers. They got like fucking neon on their shirt. Yeah, but the only one Robin's in is one with Clooney. Yeah, there's only one Batman and Robin. Mm. It's not, maybe it's not. I'm about to have to fact check you on that one because I have a movie. Because there's more than just Mr. Freeze in that one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Poison Ivy's in it. She's the one that creates Bane. Yeah. In yeah. that movie. I think that's the one you're thinking of. Because they do have a scene where they're fighting... They're like punks on the street. Everybody. That's what I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's, it's Batman and Robin. Everybody chill. I think that's where, I actually, I think right before that scene, Batman and Robin kind of get in a fight. He kind of runs off. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's what happens. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. That's probably the worst Batman movie of oh, all time. Oh, it was time. terrible. <clears throat> to have such a star-studded cast. That was Clooney. You're right. Yeah. What's the one with Val Kilmer? I fucking told you, dog. I don't know why I'm questioning. I got my shit mixed up. I think I think Christian Bale did a pretty good job on Batman. Oh, hell I liked yeah. them. Oh, I think they were good. Oh yeah, I think that he was the best forever. one. Yeah, that's yeah. Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, you were up. You were up. What's his name? He played in Venom. What's his name? Tom. Har- uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, Tom Hardy. Isn't it? Yeah. Tom he Hardy. He played the new name? Bane. Yeah. Yeah, he plays Bane. Awesome. I didn't like that Bane. Oh my what? God! What? He was. I awesome. was okay. He was so good, dude. I mean, it was good. Have you seen Venom? Oh yeah. Venom was awesome. Okay. Venom was sick. I want to see the one with Carnage, the new one. 
supposed to Woody have Harrelson. if Carnage is in it. I think they're, they alluded to it, but I haven't seen anything about the next Venom. I'll be pissed. He'll be in it. Should be. That was a hard illusion. Have you seen the last uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? No. You need to watch it with Mysterio. Have you seen oh, End of the Spider-Verse? That yes. was actually good for a cartoon. I have seen it. It's not that bad. Yeah. That song by Posty? Yeah. Yeah. Sunflower? Yeah. You're a sunflower. I'm not a huge fan of how they started that. Killing I thought you were going to say Post Malone, and I might have thrown something at you. I like Posty. I do, too. But here's the thing with Posty. I like a handful of his songs. Yeah. And I like portions of them. Yeah. I don't like all of his music. Yeah. Selective. Like that song Rockstar is like super popular. Super it's overplayed. overplayed. Yeah. But I still like the the first, uh, the, well, I guess you would call it the hook when he sings. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I wish I like- you would come out with a uh, regular album. Not rap. You heard some of the stuff like he does on the album. flop, like a yeah. rock album, alternative yeah. album, something. He did something a tribute to Nirvana. Yeah, he was on an album for that, but I don't know what he did on it. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm talking more like YouTube. I've just seen a couple videos of yeah, him, oh, yeah. like singing. He's a talented cat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, super talented guy. Was it a Candy Paint? I like that one. Candy oh. Paint on the wine on the yeah Lambo yeah. doors. Like we said, got. Now I love paper like a Michael <laughs> Scott. Yeah. Posty's cool, man. Yeah. What does he say? It says uh, 100000 on the table. Tabletop. Yeah. 100000 on the table. I don't Half know. price my, let's see. Whip, same price Same my price watch. my watch. Same, yeah. Half price my whip, same price my watch. Got no jumper but a ball a lot. Bitch, I mean on Stony. I do what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I sent you guys earlier, though. I sent you guys that, that article about the, um, so apparently the COVID bill, mm. there is talks or language in this bill. And I've seen it, the New York Post posted about it saying that there's 180 days until they are releasing information about UFOs. Is it 180, day, 180 days until they release it, or they're allotted 180 days to release it? I think it's like allotted 180 days. So it could be from here, what is that, July? Uh, something like that. Half a year? Six months? Six months, yeah. So that would be like July, right? To release stuff yeah. about UFOs? No, that'd be like June. June-ish. Yeah. June-ish. So what I thought about that was crazy because you don't see that talked about at all no no i had no idea so the the there's a video of it um from the new york post covid19 bill started a 180 day countdown for ufo disclosures Hmm. and also actually i gotta change my i gotta change my movie of the week i watched a movie called the phenomenon you guys need to watch that shit it came out this uh, in 2020, <laughs> and it's about aliens. It's about UFO encounters and stuff. And uh, they go really in-depth with some, some high-level people. Is about, it a documentary? Yeah. Yeah, about Project Blue Book. What's it on? Um, Amazon. Netflix. I think it's on Amazon. Check it out. Really good. The Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Hmm. Really good. Hmm. You know, smoke, smoke a J. Watch it. 
It's mind blowing. I don't smoke the devil's lettuce. Uh huh. <laughs> the thing about it is, they talk about Project Blue Book, which I don't uh-huh. know if you know what that is, but it's basically very little. Like it was disbanded from the U.S. government, like the late '60s, hmm. where it was basically like a Men in Black group. Hmm. Like they would investigate these things that happened. So they were like the secret service that investigated extraterrestrials. Yeah, and there's a show about it that that was on History Channel called Project Blue Book. And um but they got disbanded. There's a guy that used to be in Project Blue Book in the phenomenon. <coughs> that was really loud. Bless you. I I looked away. And then there was a so and then there was a guy um who was talking about how in the 50s, I want to say, a bunch of UFOs popped up on a radar. So when you say UFO, it's an unidentified flying object, obviously. So they didn't know what these things were that were flying above the White House airspace. And they sent fighter jets out to intercept. And one of the pilots got out there, and there's voice recording in this documentary of him freaking out saying they're surrounding me they're surrounding me and then there's no more dots on the radar they're gone hmm. and all these stories are like documented yeah whatever happened to the fighter jet he came back hmm. he lived he started freaking out saying they were surrounding him and then they were gone well and then and so and I know that during that we've talked about this before but during the covid lockdowns when they were really locked everyone down that was when the government came out and said they had they had found there were things that vehicles that weren't from this world and that was unclassified Mm. and so i'm like um that what was it i was trying to (laughs) you lost it i lost it hold on it's coming back to me it's coming back to me they, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. So here's a <laughs> to segue <laughs> and keep this idiot. bitch rolling with the possibility of things being declassified and a lot of information possibly coming about in the next year. Is the American public ready for it? Because, you know, you look at where we're at technology wise, COVID, what we've dealt with to me in the last year or two, um, our own advancements. Now, in the 50s and 60s, that shit would have been. Fucking crazy, right? Because we didn't have that technology. Not even close. No, not even fucking close. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have anything, right? But now in 2021, do you think people are more ready? Now that the information's slowly trickling, that we've advanced technologically ourselves, I think it would be different. Like if they landed today as opposed to 70 years ago, 60 years ago, it's a completely different story, right? My answer, my answer would be, no. People probably aren't ready, because you haven't seen a. You haven't seen a. So if you saw a aircraft, and the top of line aircrafts we have now, they, they can't cut a ninety degree angle in the air and right. go. They can't go, like they're flying the speed of sound. They're breaking the sound barrier. Right. These things that they had mentioned in that release during the COVID pandemic mm-hmm. are literally hitting nineties. Right. Well, I mean, I, I get that, 
but I guess um, and there's scientists here that can't even fathom that. So to the human, to the regular human like us. But are we? I guess my question: Are we desensitized? Like to violence? People say kids are desensitized to violence these days. Yada yada yada. I think it would be more something like people wouldn't believe it. I think wouldn't, almost. I think they wouldn't. You'd almost it. be like, oh, that shit's Photoshop. That's a I fucking think they movie. Would, I think I you almost, would be called crazy. I almost think people are probably less inclined to believe it now than they would have been 50 years ago. Well, you had the ago. War of the Worlds, the fucking radio well, shit. Well, that people, people I feel like people out. now are less inclined to believe something that they can't understand. They can't understand it, so why in the hell would I believe it? Because we are so well-informed. We're so, air quotes here, advanced. But 70 years ago... um. They almost had to take things at face value more because there wasn't so much information out there. Well, I, you know, yeah, what I mean? but I meant more like every because if that happens, TV's going to stop. Like every fucking channel is going to flip over to a UFO drop. Yeah, I think we're less. I think we're less open to it now. To be honest with you, I don't know. I think they'll only de- declassify so much. You can't tell me they oh because they said so they're going to tell us everything. Oh, absolutely not. Um, because that leads to a, to me, when you're talking about the higher powers, who the fuck are you? Yeah. There's a whole no fuck laws. Fuck, yeah. Fuck everything. Well, that's the thing. If, these little fucking creatures that could annihilate our whole world. Yeah, if they, if they, well, we don't know what they're doing. We don't know what they're capable of. But if they were to come here and they landed, and I've said this before, if they landed on the Rose Garden tonight, son, in D.C., I don't know unless they just started taking over, right? If it came out and people put it on the news, you would have people that leaned on the right going, we can't trust the media. Then you have people on the left going, this is a right wing conspiracy. We're not at a level of consciousness to be able to look at that and go, hmm, that's crazy. We're too busy yelling at each other for any small excuse that we can come up with to yell at somebody, also, let alone be ready to accept, you know, extraterrestrials. And then to your point about if that happened, people would forget about taxes. Yeah. Yeah. They would forget about oh, their jobs. I would quit paying my mortgage. Dude, I people, wouldn't do shit. People would break down if it happened that way. I mean, I, we don't know what would happen, but I would assume that people would stop caring about little stupid shit. Everything. Yeah. I assume that... The, what does it... Like I said, in the grand expanse of the universe, the fuck does it matter? Yeah. If we had a UFO parked in front of the Dagum White House, pretty sure everybody would stop for the day. Everybody, no, There wouldn't be nobody working. Everybody would be too busy glued to the TV. I'll be calling motherfuckers. Uh, calling hey. people, seeing what the hell's going on. Do you think it would be mass chaos, people trying to get to D.C., or do you think people would just lock down their houses? I think, no, you, I think, I think people it would just freeze. stop. I yeah. think people would be froze watching, right. seeing what's going to happen. I don't know that people would be... I mean, you might have people running by guns and stuff like that, of course, but I don't think it would be mass chaos immediately. Right. I think it would be after... Like a wait and see. Let's yeah, see what they have to like say. Like the initial yeah. hit is going to be shell shocking. You know, it's going to. Well, people you, are going to. I can freak. only imagine if I was in my house and all of a sudden, like, boop, 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 national news announcement. Yeah. 
we're sitting in front of the fucking TV right. till we find out what's going and on. And that's the thing. Uh, I think yeah, everybody would do that. Yeah. And then afterwards, it'd be chaos. Everybody's running to the gun shops, stealing and losing. Getting food. And getting milk stolen. and bread. Yeah, grocery stores. Get a little milk sandwich. Fighting in the parking lots and shit. <laughs> I'm fight you over a fucking thing of bread. Bro, I think, honestly, though, I, I do believe that more... <laughs> you nasty motherfucker. More than that, I think that Aliens, I don't know if it would be like they're going to introduce in this way that's on a grand scale. I think that they're softly integrating. I mean, if there's into if society, I was, if it was up to me, I would integrate it slowly. Yeah. I would not just. I, I think they've done it for years and years and years and years yes. and years. Well, and ha- have you seen the stories? That have come up about, like, um, I know a few years ago, there was a Canadian, uh, one of the defense ministers had said that the U.S. government had aliens that worked inside of it, and they were called the Tall Whites. I think I, yeah, everybody called that motherfucker crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. You know, like, I don't know this guy. I can't tell I can't tell you the first thing about who this dude is. But he said that there was a group of extraterrestrials that worked inside the US government that were called the tall whites, right? And then recently, in the past two weeks, um an Israeli space or defense minister, ex Israeli guy, came out and said that the US knows about aliens. They know about um, UFOs, and they've been doing galactic. They've been doing trade deals with galactic federations for years, but the aliens don't want that to come out because they don't think we can handle it. Maybe I don't think they're wrong. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that theory. You know, and this isn't you know. But why would it be? Why let's, let's why would it be the U.S. Let's let's well, let's do. One. Let's do this real quick. We're not saying this is right or wrong. We're not saying this is fact. This is this is just a conjecture, just conversation about something that's interesting. I'm not crazy, okay? <laughs> Neither are these two. Don't light me up. We're discussing about something that we think is interesting. And, Gotta discuss all possibilities. And well, and I'm I tend to be very I I I question things because I've seen things. I think our conversation is more on topic of of people and the, how they you know reactions, right? Not necessarily, oh my god, aliens are real. They're they're in your house. It's more of if there was a scenario, that was a scenario. How would we deal with it? How would you we? You fuckers react? don't believe in the reptilian. People? No, I'll I'll give you this. I'm 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 like ninety five percent sure there's extraterrestrials I in have some whole, fashion. I, I mean, Here, I have now. Yeah, like already, maybe. I mean, they don't have to be the from Mars. I mean, the little green men. The, they don't have to be like. There's no I mean, talent. I, I mean, yeah. they could be. I, I leave mean, it in the bucket the of bullshit, but I also think that it's. I'm not plausible. Yeah. I, I yeah I think that to me it's hard to imagine that in the entire universe as large it is as it is and as undiscovered as it is for us, the idea that we're the only sentient life forms is is kind of far fetched for me. Absolutely. It's just far. I mean, it's hard to believe we haven't even been out of this. 
yeah. solar system. I mean, they could have... We've only like, ever put live people on the moon? Yeah. Yeah. I Nothing mean, they could, they could have galactic laws or some crap that they, you, you know, the planets and species that aren't prepared, can't handle it, you Galact- don't fuck with. Galactic Federation. Gal- I mean, there's no telling. Sky's the limit, man. They could be green, orange, yellow, look just like me. About to get me horny. About to get you what? Well, and so forever, the alien, the whole the whole theory is that they're short guys with the big bulbous head, right? Well, yeah. Big ears or whatever. No ears. <clears throat> Maybe that's what they really look like, and all these movies are just prepping us. I tend to think that, they would be giants, though. Well, that's like, part of what I'm talking about with the... Uh, Desensitizing, right? What if it was all a plot? To make you think they're a little... Just to make you more okay with it once it happened. So they put out the movie E.T., right? The little little cute alien, right? Yeah. Cute? Yeah, come on. When he died, like, or when he almost died. Remember when he died? That was pretty sad. Yeah, that was pretty sad. You felt for the guy. I've never watched that movie all the way through. Bits and pieces. I've pretty well seen it. That's I've disappointing. Never just sat wow. down and watched. It. That's disappointing. I tried to as a kid, didn't like it. Did it scare you? No. Just thought it was. I mean, I imagine. Boring. I mean, I thought it was a little creepy. The beginning definitely it. creeped me out. Yeah, but yeah. the beginning it's so dark and they're chasing yeah. through the woods. It's loud as fuck. I remember vaguely the bicycle. Oh like, yeah. Swaddled up. <laughs> Went flying. Yeah. Well, so, well, here's another thing. There's so much evidence of, and now that UFOs are being declassified by our federal government, uh, I tend to lean more towards the 95% that there probably is something coming here or it's been here. Yeah. But these things have been going on since, dude, there's old pictures and paintings. The beginning of time. Yeah, there's paintings from way back. Thousands of years Thousands ago. Thousands of years ago with a UFO in the sky. Biblical. There's hieroglyphs in, in caves. Yeah. It's in the Bible. Yeah. It's in the it's in the I believe it's in several religious texts. Now you know, the King James, what I was raised on, talks about a fiery ring or a wheel within a wheel. Yeah. And the tall men that stepped out of it? Well, inside was a beast with four heads. I can't give the exact verses, right. but I think or four faces. Something in that realm well so also i someone uh someone got me on this story yesterday that um elisha was taken up in a chariot of fire elijah elijah yeah any rate i got i got turned on to this story yesterday um by a family friend who is interested in in extraterrestrials as well and i told you some of it earlier trevor but uh, this is one of the crazier things I've heard, and I don't know how credible this cat is. Um, he's dead now because after he came out with this story, two weeks later, he he was found dead by suicide. Mm. Suicide, Shocking. in quotations. So, basically what his claim was is that he was in the, he was in the Green Berets. So, he was a Green Beret, and he was in uh, New Mexico at this base. Dolce in Dolce, New Mexico. And he said that he had started noticing weird things happening um, and like some nasty smells and um, 
just strange things happening. And I can't remember like exactly what it was. But um this is this is a crazy story where this guy it was in the seventies, okay? And they he found out that they had aliens in the secret underground base bunker. Bunker. So it was like Area Fifty Two. I guess it's probably it's like, like a, Area Thirty Seven. Yeah. So yeah, if it's Area Fifty Two, where's one through fifty one? Yeah, exactly. So there's this base, and this dude said that. Um, his name is uh, some Schneider. But they go down in this base, or um. He said that two two of them <coughs> showed themselves to him, and he killed them. Sweet. So then he claims. Hold on a second. I can't find his name, dude. But this dude claims that uh, there was a big a big fight, and they got to a. A, basically a skirmish with these aliens in this base bunker and like 60 grim rays died and this dude that made the claims is missing several of his fingers was missing several of his fingers from a plasma gun or weapon that hit him and he tried to block and then it hit him in the shoulder and he had a big scar from it it's a weapon he said he had never seen but his fingers were gone and he had a big burn mark on his chest on the right side near his shoulder. Were those medically documented? I guess? Yeah. He, he, there's video of him talking about that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so there's video of him talking about this whole thing going down. I think his name is Anthony Schneider. So the base was made by aliens? No, they think Theoretically, or? they were. they had this base underground where they had these the grays you've heard of the gray well yeah they had the species of the grays under in dolce new mexico and they lived in this base underground on this military base and basically they were feeding them cow's blood and human parts for substance huh and uh he that's what he started smelling he said they stunk he said these grays stunk. If which you're I thought was drinking cow's blood and eating human remains, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it doesn't smell good. Yeah. So, at any rate, he came out and he talked about it. And uh, he was found dead due to suicide two weeks later. With mm. a catheter? Yeah, he was yeah. hung Cat- by a catheter. Hung by a catheter. Yeah. Hung himself with a catheter yeah. with missing fingers. Yeah. But huh. but in this town, and this was on Discovery. So this was on Discovery that they talked about this. In this town, several people have seen weird things around the area. Um where Dolce. Yeah, Dolce Philip Schneider is Dol- his name. I'll have to do some I haven't heard of it. I'll have to do some research. That's one of the more interesting uh Extraterrestrial stories, right yeah. on line with uh, Mr. Huggins, and he might be he he might be crazy as hell too. Uh, maybe. Well, that's the that's thing, possible. right? Like, not 
the video I watched of him talking about it, he seemed like a normal cat. Yeah, but don't but they? Damn, all? dude! Like yeah, most people seem normal. Yeah, yeah. You don't see the crazy until they like let you. Him out. You wouldn't think Dennis Rader, the BTK killer, was a yeah. fucking serial killer. Different kinds of crazy. Different kinds of crazy out there. Right, right. I mean, you don't know unless you know that person. Yeah, it's hard to take their claims and say, well, yeah, that that definitely happened. Yeah, but the fact that the dude committed suicide two weeks later. In quotation, I mean, there's been wacky shit happen like that all throughout history, especially yeah. in this country. I mean, oh, why did why did Robert Kennedy? This is a fact. Robert Kennedy took JFK's brain. He stole it. His brother stole it, hit it. Hmm. Tell me why he did that. That's a fact. It's a fact. I'm not calling you wrong. I've just never. That's heard a it. fact. That really happened. And then he's dead now. Cause he he got assassinated. Dude. Did he die? In he a, shot? Did he get assassinated or die in a plane accident? Robert Kennedy, or was it both? It was another Kennedy that got shot. Yeah. Damn, that's I think American history. I feel a like lot of the Kennedys know had, that. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the Kennedys have had some. All their deaths have been kind of freaky. Oh, for sure. But that's just. There's a lot of weird shit that's happened, man. But from the beginning of this country to present day, it just gets weirder because it gets more and more secretive. And it's not even necessarily the government. There are factions in the government that probably handle this stuff. But the government is so compartmentalized. People that are normies, when you say government, they'll be like, oh, so you're talking about like the treasury no, I'm not talking about the treasury. There's so many different levels of government. Oh yeah. That there's things that we don't even know about. There's shadow. Of, oh yeah. Shadow levels. Oh god, yeah. Can't fucking tell me different. It's so compartmentalized that you would never know it. Yeah. So just like Project Blue Book, that was not known for several years after it ended. And you gotta know, like some of these people, they get into it, and it's. Fear. Like, we'll kill your whole family. Oh, yeah. I believe that shit happens, even sure. within our own government. For oh, sure. God, yeah. like, we will wipe out your whole bloodline if For you sure. ever speak of this. Yeah, and I think that's what, just in my eyes, that's what they do with a lot of these sitting people to make them go along with uh, the program. Oh. Either you get with the program or, or we're going to... Just kind of like any secret society... It's okay at first, right. but once you get so far, yeah, I don't you know get, if you get, you're if not you turning get back. there without you know getting with the program. So yeah, right, anyways. right. So you get with yeah. whatever program it is, and they're like, "Listen, if you fall out of line, we yeah. will burn your ass." Yeah, like we will release the fact that you're a pedo, or, or that you cheated yeah. on your wife, or um, that you did this, that, the third. With, with enough money, you can get away with just about whatever you want. So these people that step out of line, either you get off or well, you get your life destroyed. Yeah. You get blackballed. Yeah. Blacklisted. Or worse. Yeah. Killed. Killed. Yeah. That's why I said when they get off. Yeah, off, yeah. That's just a part of the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, so are we better ignorant? Just Probably. I don't know. It's a great question. I think as I a, think we deserve to know more than what we know. I agree. I think as a general rule of thumb, people don't want to know. People don't care to know. 
they as long as they're giving their job, make a little money, kind of have their ah uh, this facade of freedom, they're good. Ignorance is bliss. Well, you're yeah, bored, exactly. in the, especially in the United States. You're bored into a facade of freedom. Right. A reality yeah. that. But the know, reality is. We don't vote. Like, we don't vote on shit. It's not for the people. I, I think it's a veil. Oh, it is. I think over the last. Maybe it's us getting older that it shows. Maybe everybody goes through that. But in our day and age, with your fingers at so much information. I believe the veil's getting thinner and thinner. Maybe I'm on that conspiracy theorist right handed side. So much information out there though. But so it's we gotta filter through and it's you can't and, take everything for what it is. No, but there's so much more at your fingertips that it's almost hard to absorb. Right. It's hard to get through and dig through. It's because, a huge influx Well, and the information that you have access to, how do you know how do we know that it's not regulated? We yep. don't know. I mean, if you go on Google and type in Trump. That's a lot of hate there. Well, here's the here's but the deal. It's not f- there's it even so, without the information, right? Like what Garth over here is saying. You, you're born with this or raised with this uh, sense of patriotism. And this freedom. is America, the sure, free yeah. America, the land of the free, home of the brave. Yeah. And I think we are probably the most free. I am still a patriot. I enjoy my country. Sure, would trade it for any other. Yeah. However, especially as a Southern boy. In fact, it, and I understand it helps the environment and the fish. I got to go pay, right, to get a fishing license. Something that people have been doing since the dawn of time to go fish. Capitalism, fellas. Local streams. Well, a lot of that's got to do with the corporations destroying the, yep. the waters. Right, and I, I get the by dumping. Confers, or uh, what do they call it? Taking care. It helps for breeding more fish. Right. Whatnot. But it's still kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, does the money actually go to that in the, in the first place? That's the thing. Conservation and stuff. That's like the thing. Does it actually go portion there? of it's supposed to. It's, it's probably to. go into somebody's pockets. And breeding and uh, does it, but does hatcheries. It, and, the amount of money no that's idea. being made off fishing license. And then is it's that supposed that to go all in. of that money going back in? I doubt it. How much is Hell being no. pocketed? Because they're supposed to give something to like scientists to tag the fish. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Okay. And this is what this is probably like. I'm not. I don't want to talk about government the whole time. This no. is this is the one thing I want to hit on though. The problem is, like when 9/11 happened, and this so this isn't. When 9/11 happened, you had. Um, people were so wrapped up in patriotism, mm-hmm. which is a which can be a good thing, right? We want to be banded together. Yeah. People came together, and said, "We can't. We're not going to take this." Um, regardless of how you feel about all the other things that happened with, right, you know, right. Cheney and you can get else. into go down the rabbit hole. We'll but. get into that another time. But the fact is, they brought out this act called the Patriot Act, which we're all familiar with, where they basically said they can surveil you, they can surveil us with whatever mm-hmm. means necessary, because we were in fear at that time. When we got attacked, everybody was scared as hell. It's for your safety. Right. So they take this thing and call it the Patriot Act, and it's still in it's still in it's still in action. Still active, yeah. So they can read or they can listen to you whenever mm-hmm. they want. Now, that's what they do. 
they take words like the Patriot Act. It's like I heard it on uh, the Rogan show one time. Him and um, uh, Snowden were talking about, you know, if you if they came out with a a bill called save or an act called Save the Puppies Act, but it was like some genocidal shit that they were doing to other people, right? So say they were killing off a group of people in the United States. But they're saving puppies. And then they called it the Saving Puppies Act because it sounds good. But in reality, behind the behind the curtain, it's not good. Right. They're stripping away freedoms from somebody. Oh, yeah. And so we have been under this surveillance um, state for for a long time now. And I think that was probably going on pre-9-11. I think I just gave him an excuse to put it in everything. Legitimize it, yeah. To put it in everything. And so people wouldn't question it. Right. So that so now, oh we know you're scared because these bad men from the Middle East attacked us. Right? So we're going to put you under this uh, to me it's a mind control mm-hmm. to make you think, well, we got your best interest in we got you. But in reality, they uh, don't there's conspiracies yeah. out there that that was an inside job. So, oh well, yeah, and and that's a whole. Big, that's a rabbit hole. That's a oh, real big yeah. thing. That I'm could be a saying. whole episode. I yeah. mean, you're talking inside Two. job. Shit, everybody gets scared. Now we get the Patriot Act. Well, I always go. I will always go back to Rumsfeld in the day before 9/11, saying that there was 4.2 trillion dollars missing from the U.S. Treasury. Mm. Just. Calm as day, man. Just do you happen to know where that plane crashed? Yeah, it, the Pentagon. When it hit the Pentagon, it hit the financial section. Wow. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, Dick Cheney, you know, he was the CEO for Halliburton, mm. which was an armament company. Mm. That's strange, right? A company that wages war, that, oh. that makes money in war, and he's winning no bid contracts. Yeah. What? And he's a vice president? Millionaires are made from war. And, and, yeah. and this guy and this guy wasn't uh and none of these people were held accountable. You know? That's what's crazy to me. Nobody looked at it. So there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of fact behind that. But, you know, um nobody was ever questioned about it. They just went along with their whatever the fuck they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I remember that happening, being at school. I got picked up. But before that, they rolled TVs out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Much like the theoretical fucking aliens landing. Right, right. That was a moment we were in that the grade. U.S. stopped. Yeah. It was a moment of pause. Yeah, I mean. Everybody stopped. For a few hours yeah. on that day. Yeah. Everything halted. Like, that's a strange memory for me. You for know, sure. just that. Being part of that. For sure. And then they roll the TVs in, and everybody's just watching this shit. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the phone starts ringing off the hook. Yeah. Kids getting picked up left and right. I go out there. I'm like, fuck's up, Mom? Yeah. Like She explains a little more in depth. Like, I don't know if we're going to go home and watch TV. Dad's coming home from work, everything. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. See, we I we watched the news more that day than I have in my entire life. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get picked up from school early. But I, we were in fourth grade. I remember that. I was at Dudley Shoals. Guess your parents didn't love you enough. Apparently not. 
They said, nah, that little fucker can stay. Well, let's let's y'all are all in North Carolina. Yeah. I was in Virginia when that happened. Yeah. Three hours from D.C. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I remember seeing it. I had no idea what, what any of that meant. Well, I, yeah. Do you ever remember get, in our area, we got a carbon plant and this, that, and other. We went over it in school. Like, right. Yeah. That, that year, within that year, the next couple years. Yeah. If our county was targeted, you know, we actually put out a lot of shit through that plant. Yeah. And it was actually kind of high on the target list for the U.S. Supposedly. In, in the hundreds. I mean, not like number three. Well, so when I lived in Virginia. Scared the fuck out of me. Oh, it's terrifying. When I remember I was in fourth grade. I had a teacher named Miss Steele. And um, I went to a Christian school in Virginia. And the they they I just remember them coming over like the 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 intercom saying everybody report to the the chapel or the sanctuary cuz the sanctuary was like right across the breezeway mm-hmm. so we go over there and they've got literally in this church this huge drop screen you know how some big churches and this was a big church oh yeah like the big projector yeah. so beep, beep, beep. they're bringing this thing down dude so it's already down when we come in the we come in the auditorium I will never forget, never forget it. The lights were dim in the auditorium. This huge screen is down in front of the baptism pit thing, mm-hmm. right? And all I see is this plane flying into the World Trade Centers on this massive projector screen. And, you know, me and my friend, one of my friends, uh, Patrick, I remember us sitting there going, it's It's Russia. It's China. It's it's Russia. It's China. Because, you know, as kids, you just want to be. What was Al-Qaeda? We had yeah. no idea. Yeah, exactly. So then, so then after that happened, there was, a, there was kind of the hysteria of parents showing up. And, yeah. And my dad came and got me later on. But we went to lunch. And I remember sitting there going, What's, what are we going to do? What happened, like, I'm sitting here still talking about Russia and China in the fourth grade. And it was just one of those weird things, you know. Like, I remember what I was eating. Mini yeah. corn dogs from the lunch line. I, I don't have that clear of a memory. I, I mean, I remember everything about it. Hmm. The big projector is what was just, the... That's the one thing. What that started it. It, it stuck kicks, with you. It's a Crazy. <laughs> Craziest thing ever seen in church by me to go into a new conversation topic. One time we had this, I was raised in church my entire life. You guys know this, still a big part of my life, but we had this pastor for a short time. At first he was all right, feller, you know, (laughs) funny, charismatic guy. But I was, I was in high school and we're from the South. Let's go and say, we're Southern, you know. But we opened the church doors going in one morning. There's a huge rebel flag, Confederate flag, hung behind the pulpit. What? Yeah. And even my dad and stuff, we're just all like, what the fuck? So this guy preaches a full message as to why the Confederate flag's okay and how it represented Christ and all this. And I'm even sitting there like, this dude is off the rails. As a white guy? Yeah. I would be I would be sitting there looking for white hoods and a burning cross. Oh, I was. Yeah. I would be freaking would, the fuck that, out. That, that was like my childhood church. You yeah. know, it's, I knew all these people. We I grew up around. I would be freaking the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, you open the door, 
I sit down because we were always a little early. I'm like, oh my god, I really hope. <laughs> Let's be honest, it was a predominantly white church. You know what I mean? Everybody's invited. That's what I love about my church. They'll wrap wrap their arms around anybody. Right. But that particular Sunday, I was like, oh my god, yeah. I would have been looking for some white robes and. He he wasn't the pastor there much after that. Oh lord. Yeah, but dude, that was the crazy. I don't know why. You know. Didn't you one time you and your pops were out somewhere you were traveling somewhere or something and you stopped at like a a church and they were handling a snake? Ooh. No, I've actually I've always wanted to see snake handling. Ha. I've never seen it. Ha. I, the theology Dude. gets me. I, I like religion. Uh even religions that I don't practice, I, I find it yeah, interesting. Of course, yeah. And we talk about snake handling, you know, you're, you're still talking about Protestant Trevor hates snakes. Oh, I know. So I got to chill. And you can still Ugh. find it. Yeah. You go up way up in the mountains or somewhere in Tennessee, North Carolina. You can find it. It's so crazy, dog. I want to find one. No. I want to I want to sit in the very back so where you I can, can get out quick. Roll. In case I, it turns yeah. into red state. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like dude, we talk about aliens and different things and we got bad mouths. I'll admit I, I am a Christian, maybe a little different than a lot of people, but I am a Christian, so that's why I was raised. I, I believe in it. Midos. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I ain't picking up no fucking snake. Like, I will at home. Yeah, so you can throw it at somebody. You ain't bringing out Jack a ass. bag. <laughs> like, hey, if the snake bites you and you die, You're you so... weren't a believer. Like, Oh, my God. God wasn't in you. That's okay. I have yes. bad luck. That some bitch would bite me on the pinky toe. That's tempting God there, buddy. Oh, that's, like, a, nah. that's a scary dogma. You don't have enough faith. Yeah. Because that's what I always heard it was about. You know, because you look at, ooh, the Paul, he got bit by the viper. Yeah. New Testament, shook it off into the fire. So that's part of where they get that. That's a scary uh, dogma. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. be teaching somebody. I believe God gave us common sense. Oh, yeah. The mind of snakes. discernment? I'm you give me a black anybody... snake, I'll handle that sucker all day. No. Why? You don't want to kill them. No, but they're, they're nasty. You don't fuck with them either. That's why you pick them up. Carry them to the end of the property. Throw them in the woods. Just leave them be. Or shoe them all. Yeah, leave them alone. Throw shoe them all. Shoe them all. Yeah. Shoe, shoe. Shoe, shoe, shoe. Yeah. You go shoe ahead snakey. and do that. Get real shoe close. Snakey. But to answer your question, no. But it is something I want to do before I die, is be in a snake handling service. You know what? So no. I heard, listen to this. I heard something interesting about a, lo- a local church here. Uh-oh. Don't name it. I'm not naming it. Yeah. It's, let's keep it but clean. You're not, But you're not involved with them. Why not? They're off. You're nobody here. Okay. I mean, I'm not involved with the church, but this place is. Um. It's. So I was told. Okay. By a a a confidant. Okay. That uh, this church, had gotten this guy that my friend knew, mm-hmm. and he and his wife went on a retreat, to mm-hmm. kind of like integrate into this church in quotations air quoting here and uh it was like a weekend with him this dude and his wife and then like the only people that showed up with them were deacons of this church whoa (laughs) so homeboy was like he spent like half the day there and then as it got dark they started to act like being weird so he was like, nah, son, like, we're gone. 
He packed well, his wife up and hit the road. That's how cults are made. Oh, hell yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> well, isn't it like every time there's a cult, they end up fucking this dude's wife? Pretty well, much. Like, that's what happens. Like, yeah. as Charles a, as Manson? A, as a man. As, as a fucking, just a man. Yeah. How do you fall in so deep? That these dudes just show up like, hey, uh, so part of this, we get to fuck your wife. We and you're just her. like, well, hey. you watch. to clarify, they didn't. That's not what happened. I'm talking about cults. I know it's not what happened with that situation. But it was freaky. But still, yeah. You got to start getting the vibe. You're like, "Mm." they had been going to this church, but to get like into it or circle. Yeah. Which is freaky, anyways. Yeah. If there's an inner circle at a church, no. Well, you got deacons. I don't give a damn, dog. Um, I don't want to be a part of it. Inner circle, deacon. Not for me. Meh. Well, I guess, you know, the deacons also keep the pastor in check, sort of. Okay, but those uh, are, but I'm talking about like a like a private, like a little secretive yeah. inner circle. No. You know, you have to go on this trip with us. That's be, a little much. To be introduced. That's a little much, yeah. Like, I'm waiting on them to start sacrificing something. Something. Yeah. A small puppy. Ooh. But how can you, <laughs> like, we're going to fuck your wife, and you're going to give us all your money. You're gonna work for us. Yeah. The fuck. Okay. Well, yeah. According yeah, to Leah Remini, like with Scientology, yeah. John Travolta was a certain is a certain level that if he were to kill somebody, his little Scientology minions that that are in his little his clique that work for him, uh, they would have to just clean up the evidence and not ask questions or anything. Now that wouldn't be too bad to have. For who, like, that's a cult, bud. Yeah, what? <laughs> that's a, well, that's like a, that's like a mob. Well, we've had those forever. Mafia. It's a mafia mob. It's a mafia Scientology Religion. mafia. Hmm. From can you everything imagine, I've read, pretty can, much. Can you imagine like coming face to face with Tom Cruise? They're called S and M. He just like he's just like. Can I tell you about? And they don't talk about it, so they don't. So they're not going to come to you like a Christian and be like. I want to talk to you about Lord. They're not knocking on your door. Have you found Jesus? They're going to come up and be like, mm, you, you owe me a million dollars before I even tell you the beginning of See, the that's, story. That's what I was going to say was, I'm far too poor yeah. for anybody to talk to me about Scientology. Scientology, bro. They will. You have to pay millions and millions of dollars before you even get close to knowing anything. Yeah. Which is really bizarre. Yeah, that's okay. I'm all right. Yeah. That's too much for me. Too rich for my blood. Not, not even Scientology, you know. I heard this story maybe 10 years ago um, from a family friend. He owned his own business, and he went to a local church. When he was, you know, after the service, they noticed it was a big church, but there were new faces. So the story goes that he told me that they come up and spoke with him. Hey, how you doing? They introduced each other. We're the deacons or whatever. And they ended it with... We're glad to have you and your business here at the church. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> like, aye. Eee. And a year from now, I'm going to have me a fucking yacht. Homeboy, homeboy told me, he's like, and I never went back. We ah. love you. We appreciate you. We want you to be here. Now, how much money do you have? We want 10% of your company's earnings They're in like, the tithing place. Yeah. They're like, so there's a couple things you have to fill out before you join the pews today, sir. Yeah. First of all, what do you credit do for check? a living? 
We got to do a we we run a quick credit check. Don't worry, it won't ding your credit. Yeah, what's your monthly income? Much, not much. Then, yeah, what's your monthly and year annual yearly income? I want to know your gross and your net. Net and gross. How much? What are your bills that you're paying right now? What's your IRA? Your Roth IRA. (laughs) You got a 401k. How much is in that? You willing to uh, sign your benefits over to Jesus? (laughs) You want to give it to the uh, the extortion plate? I mean, tithing he- plate? Would you yeah. like to get your health care through us? Oh. Well, dude, that was like that. Uh, I'm obsessed lately with this dude, David A. Taylor. Is that uh, the guy the, on trial? The apostle. Yeah. he did. Well, he's not on trial now. He did that deposition back in like 2015. Mm. And, uh, That's one we was talking about. The black the dude? Day? Yeah. Or yeah. like, he's like, um, he, he, was extorting millions of dollars from this woman who who didn't have it. Yeah. And they put his ass on trial. It's wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, well and he and he claims that he's had thousands of face to face meetings with Jesus. Yeah. And he asked for bukus of dollars all well, the look, time. Look, man, there are local people. I've worked in the restaurant business and on a Sunday they come into the same places. I'm not gonna say any names. But to me, a pastor, I, b- I believe they can have nice things. They shouldn't oh, yeah. be poor. But, man, when you're riding around in a brand-new Mercedes, yeah, bling, He was suits, driving a Bentley, son. That, well, yeah, I'm talking on a local level. Yeah. In our small town. Yeah, this dude was driving a Bentley. He had a $50,000. Okay, he spent $50,000 to have a Mercedes cut. Into a limo. Now. And they had a giant mansion that they called the ministry. I've got an issue with all mega churches. Yeah. All it's, of them. it's a big problem. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Now, like around here, Have your you typical seen church. Joel Osteen's house? Oh, my yeah. God. Dude. I think it's huge. Like I said, I don't want to get into religion on this thing because that gets a little murky if you're not careful. But, dude... False prophet. Yeah. I feel like anybody, if you've got charisma, I can go up there and tell you the world's happy and friendly and, hey, you give me a hundred bucks, everything's going to be great. To be to your point, Hitler had a lot of charisma. Yeah. Yeah. And he killed millions that's of people. That's false prophets. Yeah. That's, you know, that's my, that's my problem with mega churches. Well, he was kind of a false prophet. You know, he they did. They say he use, was one of the Antichrists. Maybe. There's supposed to be, what, so many, three or four. Or the final one. Do you remember the 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 what's the story about the uh the Fourth Reich with the uh oh my god, the Society of Women. Oh, with the long hair. The Zeal Society or the That was their antenna? Yeah. Going back to the alien thing some or time weird travel. Shit, dude. There's some There's pretty eerie shit out there. The real what they the were doing. Society. The what? The Vareal Society. Yeah. They let their they never cut their hair. Yeah, it's really weird. But then, like all the scientists, they all either disappeared or they killed them. Uh, or they joined the U.S. Yeah, at the end of the war. Ancient aliens. They do a lot on the Nazis. The Nazis. See, I don't know how much I believe. I mean, so ancient aliens is really interesting. No, oh, it's interesting. But uh, I'm not sure how much of it is real. Based in. Uh, who knows? Well, it's all conjecture, like kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. And theory. Yeah. But I do. I, was Hitler on the search for the Holy Grail? 
Yeah, of course. I that imagine it was. I think a lot of powerful men that reach those levels that are that are insanely corrupt, evil. Yeah, they're searching for something. Yeah, to we, to to rule the world. Well, you see that on a small level. Yeah, multimillionaires that get arrested for doing dumb shit. Hey, I had everything. Right. Nothing's Mike Vick paid his price. You know, we won't go too dark. Yeah, I still like Mike. I still like Mike Vick. He made a mistake. Yeah, people do. Um, I'm not here to crucify the guy, but that was supposedly part of it. Like, yeah, you had everything. What else was there? That's a problem, man. A lot of people just can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Oh. It's inner happiness, it's inner yeah. peace. They come, they come from like a certain place, and they can't escape it. No, so they they go back. And then to their it. own downfall. Yeah. Oh, back to movies. One that I watched this week. Okay. So anyway, Wolf on Wall Street. You know, he's talking about having everything, being millionaires. To go back to the movie thing, I watched Wolf on Wall Street last night. I haven't seen it in years. Good movie. Excellent movie. Hilarious, but very dark too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tragic. It's funny but dark. Tragic. Yeah. But it makes me want to do a lot of drugs. It's one of those movies that will make you feel like, I could get away with it. Yeah. But at the same time, you watch it, and it's like... He didn't get away with it, though. Man, he got destroyed. He destroyed his life. Now, this was supposed to be a much more fun conversation. (laughs) About this movie. Steve Madden. Steve Madden. I still think the funniest part of that movie... Is the the when they when they're trying to pick up the phone? Yeah, and he chokes on that fucking ham piece of meat. <laughs> yeah, He's, get off the phone. Get off the phone. Was it uh, Quaaludes? Yeah, remember that because they were working out trying to get trying to get him to kick in. He's like, what are you idiots doing? Yeah, that PI calls. It's like get to his payphone. Like when he gets back, <laughs> he falls asleep on the couch. He said, "I thought I made it home." Without a scratch on the car. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was beat to shit. He drug himself out of that uh, country club. Yeah. God. Rolls down the fucking stairs. Yeah, that that movie. It's a good one. Glamorizes. But by the end of it, man, you know, it's tragic. And I'm sure in a way he would probably, you know, Jordan Belfort may say the same thing. I've not watched a lot on him other than the fantasy movie. I know he did pretty good after, you know, once he got out and, Kind of straighten this shit out. Well, you know, too, on the up and up, broke to people like that is not broke to us. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have the inclination that even after everything was said and done, he was probably a millionaire at the least. Yeah, he probably still had money. Yeah. Stor- stored somewhere. You know what else was funny about that movie? His dad was Rob Reiner. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Horror film director. Yeah. <laughs> Part where he's, uh, Called Mad Max. Yeah. They introduced him. He's like, who's on the fucking phone? Who calls the house? I still think it was genius. The The beginning part with McConaughey was just. Oh, some of well, the, he's beating his chip. It was, it was some of the greatest acting I've seen from McConaughey. If you watch it, Robert, Robert De Niro, Jesus Christ, Leonardo DiCaprio is cracking up. He's trying his best. Oh, yeah. Like, it cuts to just his face, and he's good. But when it cuts to both of them, and McConaughey's beating his fucking yeah. chest, and he's yeah. like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. DiCaprio <laughs> is trying. It looks like an SNL skit. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bro, the, the, you got to get them numbers up. You want a bum ski? 
No, tootsie. I don't do drugs. You want a tootsie? I don't do drugs. God, that movie was funny. It's really long, though. It's three hours long. It's too long. Well, they have, like, 30-minute conversations. Yeah, see, I could sit and watch, like, like uh, recently I, I rewatched the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a solid 12 hours of uh, movies. And I watch them over, like, a three-day period, four-day period. Such good movies, but, damn, they drag. The last one just drags That's, and drags and drags. Like the Wolf on Wall Street, that could have been an hour and a half, two hour movie. Yeah, it could have been a regular feature length. <laughs> when he first meets his wife, the blonde woman yeah. at the party and fucking Jonah Hill's jerking off. Oh, God. <laughs> that was so weird. That was so weird. She's perfect. <laughs> and his wife like beats the hell out of him for yeah. it. Jonah yeah. Hill was a funny cat. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was so funny in uh, "This Is the End." Yeah, God, that's also a stupid ass movie. This oh, gets good. It's funny though. What's the little Canadian actor? Jay Baruchel. Yeah, I, I think he's funny. Yeah, he is. I like his stuff. Did you see that, Trevor? This is the end. No. Get off oh me, Aziz! You're already God. in the hole. Get off me, Aziz! Kevin, help me, Kevin! Fuck you, Kevin! Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I've wanted to watch it, but I just I've never sat down and watched it. He's got the gun. Bang bang. Doesn't Hermione Granger come in there and whoop somebody's ass? She uh chops the well, uh, <laughs> she she uh Can we say that on here? What the <laughs> What? The reason she chops out of the door. She cuts that statue that looks like a Willy. Yeah. And they're like, Give her the water, give yeah. her the food, give they're, her whatever she wants. They're not talking about raping her. There was some miscommunication. Yeah. Like, and you were the one being raped. an axe. Like, you no, were the no. one being rapey. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was so dumb. Yeah. It, it was funny. Fucking, uh, oh, what's the guy from Eastbound and Dale? Danny McBride. Danny McBride. God. Channing Tatum is my bitch now. G.I. Joe, he fucking loves me, bro. Yeah. Cord. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I was working on uh, the evil episodes oh, yeah. this morning. You want to give us some highlights or a little bit of teasers? Well, I'll give a quick teaser. Uh, the first one is really messed up story. It actually happened in 2016. Um, and I'm not giving it away, but uh, it's about a guy who was 26 and his family uh, believed he was possessed, mm-hmm. and they chained him up, and he died oh. after several days from starvation. Uh, it was in London. Okay. So, it's an inter- interesting story. Hmm. And I sent you that TikTok. Did you guys, I think Randy saw it. Did you watch that TikTok I sent you the other day? Oh, in the Which church. One? Yeah, in the we, church. we all talked about it. With that demon... Oh black yeah, with the, the the black shadow. figure just like creeping through the crowd. Yeah, but the more I watch Crouch that, creeps. Again, Crouch back creeps. to the whole alien debacle. Would you believe it? I don't know how much I believe that video. It's still creepy. It's creepy. Oh, it's creepy. But I don't. I believe in demon possession. You know, I get down with all that. I don't like movies about demon possession because mm. I live. I believe in it. 
to yeah. such a high extent. Scary yeah. movies don't freak me out. Really well done possession movies. Yeah. Wig me out. Um, well, did you ever watch the possession of uh, uh, Emily Rose? I think I tried bits and pieces, but I'm telling you, I don't sit well through. That movie was that movie was good because it was like, um, you know, she. It was kind of like that story I'm going to be telling on Evil. She died, mm. and the parent the the pastor got in trouble because he didn't try and get her medical help. Mm. You know, he tried to do it all through living. right. As opposed to medical. Yeah. Look at years and years ago, just like the Salem witch trials, how much of it could have just been some sort of psychosis, right? Well, Salem witch trials, that's why they call it witch hunting. Well, yeah. Because it was bullshit. Right. Still to make the comparison, how many times has it only been treated by religion when in fact it was a mental illness? Yeah. You know, of course, times have changed. Well, the definition of mental illness has changed as well. Because you used to be able to just go get, like, if... if, if uh, Jerking off too much was a mental right. condition. Yeah, masturbation right. was considered... Putting a fucking nut house for people, nothing. And people had, or people were. Yeah. yeah. They were given lobotomies yeah. for that shit. For being too... Um, Horny. Yeah. I was and trying to think a, of the politically correct word. Well, there was a story... Promiscuous. Turned on. Promiscuous. Well, like, there was a story from a major university. I can't remember which one it was. Where they basically uh, took these these orphan kids, and half of them had speech impediments, and the other other half didn't. And they took the kids that didn't have speech impediments that spoke fine, and said, "Oh my God, you have a terrible speech impediment." So they got it in their head, and it fucked them up, right? So then they took the kids that did have problems speaking, and told them that they spoke great. And then put them in a room together? And they put them, well, they, they told them they didn't have any problems. That messes with the psychology, especially in a kid's head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have a 10-year-old kid who know, like who has known or has thought to know that he speaks okay or she speaks okay. And then they have this teacher, essentially a professor, come in and say, you've got problems talking. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal, and they had to pay those kids because of they the mental so the mental damage yeah. they did. Really? Yeah, it's a crazy story. Huh? I've never heard of that. But all those, all that stuff, like from mental health to, I mean, that was a dark part of our history that doesn't get talked mm-hmm. about a lot. No, yeah. There was a I, lot of human testing. Um, I, personally. I don't think we're even where we should be now. We aren't. No. But we have progressed from yeah, lobotomizing yeah. people. Yes, yes. I mean, we've made progress. You know, it's not perfect, and it's way far from perfect. It's way off the base. But we've learned some. But as far as we know, we're not lobotomizing people anymore. No. No. Giving them shock treatments. We do give shock treatments. Still? ECT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's still All that's still a thing. All the t- so the idea I had a patient uh, years ago that needed that was sent off to get ECT, and the idea was to fry portions of her brain to remove the memories of trauma, 
And the idea was because she was normal before the trauma mm. that if you fry those memories, it's like it wipes the slate clean. It never happened. Well, I'm sure more trauma is pretty much the way to go. More tra- trauma on trauma on trauma. Yeah. Yeah, because that would be pretty traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Electrotherapy I mean, well, the idea seems pretty fucking traumatic. The idea is to wipe it from your head that it so it never happened, yeah, essentially. But, okay, I'm not a doctor. Never claim to be smart. Doesn't that seem kind of counterproductive? It works. It does. It's not necessarily long term, but I have seen it help. Here's the whole thing. There's got to be a better way. Here's the whole thing. I mean, I I totally agree. Here's the whole thing for me. I I've been through the mental health treatments because of certain things, and to me, and, and from the doctors that I spoke with when I was going through certain things, it was all about the cognitive reprocessing. Right. Taking your mind, right? And you take, there's things that come up when you start to delve into it that you don't remember. It was it was in your right. subconscious. But then it comes to the surface level, and then it gets in your conscious, and you can go, okay, I remember this. So you deal with it. Right. You yeah. face it head Processing. on. You yeah. face it head on. But there are people that are born with the inability to reprocess, correct? No. Yeah. I think it's like, so, so for me, right, I wasn't born with a a schizophrenia or a bipolar disorder or anything that's going to affect my, my, like my mind in a way that it, it, it you can't catches control. it in a loop, right? And it just sticks there. So I, th- I think it, it, it truly depends. Uh, so it's, it's all, it's very situational on your, your, your experiences. So yeah, it, there are, there is trauma out there that people have went through that they can't deal with. That yeah. there is no going, even if you are capable, but there, you know, of dealing with things. There, there are things that you just cannot. Well, your body, the human brain's only capable of so much so when you exceed that and i have seen this and you exceed that what happens what i am from my experience what i not every time of course but what i have seen is that patients they tend to go somewhere else it's almost like they fade out because they it's the it's easier than dealing with the repercussions of everything that happened yeah so instead of understanding it and living with it that's a lot that's a lot depending on the trauma and what exactly happened um, and also it depends can. on what else is wrong. With right, them. I was about to say that, especially when you look at it like what Gar said, when you already have if you already have a disease issues, mental so issues. The, if you're born with a disease. The the one that I have in mind, I'm not going to go into detail here over t- as to what happened, but I know without a shadow of a doubt, if that happened to any of us three, it would fuck us up for life. Oh yeah, I'm sure. None, none of us would come back from that. Uh, it doesn't matter how tough you are. It doesn't matter. I mean, there are, of course, prior, other factors, I do believe. But when you go through something that is so traumatic that you can't even function, like you immediately, your brain shuts off because you can't deal. You can't process it. You cannot process it. That, that, that's, I mean, it, it happens that people can't, they cannot process it and they just kind of just fade out. And they're, they, they're, crazy they're sitting in loony bins 
And, you know, I've seen certain triggers that will trigger. You can tell it's triggering something. You don't know exactly what. But, and it's, it, their face changes. They're, they're, it's almost like they turn into a different person. You know, like, do you remember when we went um, haunted housing? Yeah. I could, you know, you, your face changed. Yeah. Physically, your face changed. Not just yeah. eyebrows, your fur and your eyebrows or whatever. You, your face changed. Yeah. And so that's, I did, that's crazy to me that you can, that people physically can change depending on what it is. And the example that I'm thinking of is, or that it's in my head is, I mean, that's just, it's one of those things that I don't know. To me, honestly, the best thing would be to wipe it. Like it never happened. So you have no idea. Your brain doesn't know because there is subconscious. Like you said, things are there. You may not recognize it daily, but it is there. Your brain knows it's there. So when it's something like that, you just delete it. So did this person, did they get the ECT? Yeah. Yes. Did they remember that? Did, remember. It, did it fix them? So it. Fix may be a strong word. It, yeah. It's, <laughs> well, it's, I mean, did it put them on the right track? Yeah. To, with what Randy said, if there was a way to map it and to hit specific targets, yeah. it might would work better. But it's kind of a guessing game. You're just kind of hoping you hit the right spot. Um, and yes, the patient got better, uh, not long term. Patient did better when the patient was at the spot for the ECT for it was months. The patient did a lot better when the patient was brought back. Uh, they reverted back mm. to what they were prior. So it did help. It didn't didn't last a whole long time, but it did seem to. I don't want to say. I'm trying to think of it. It helped some, some that made the patient uh, a little more uh, alive, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, trauma is a strange thing, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's unheard of shit that happens to people all yeah. the time. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, you, it's just, it's, I think it's just a, it's a person to person thing. It is. I mean, it is. And people deal with trauma on different levels. Uh-huh. Now, if they're, you know, I think it's important. That's why I always say just to reach out to people too, because you have no idea what someone's going through. And people don't talk about it. Yeah. I'll tell you. My week yeah. back will get sentimental on the podcast. We're all men. Yeah. Um, Not to segue, we're coming sort of to a close here, our time limit. I believe men's mental health, on an average level, not when you're talking about like insanity, just men's everyday mental health is thrown to the wayside a lot. Um, It's my recommendation for every red-blooded man out there, find a group of male friends. Um, I very much appreciate the men sitting in this room. The three weeks I've missed, if I miss time, I get text messages, calls, check-ins. They knew I was sick. Find you men, friends, tribe, whatever you want to call it, that push you to be a better person, that check on you. You know, me and Garth talked last night. People's always going to let you down. 
Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just the way we're, it's almost in our fucking genetics to let it's in our nature. Yeah. Um, but but you never whole, want to use it as an excuse. No, it's not a scapegoat. Yeah. You know? It's um, like, uh, I think, it's not I a think the, the key is to find people that want in great ways, right? We can all nitpick. But when you hold, when you have that brotherhood, a real friendship, you hold each other to a higher standard. You push each other as yeah. men. Um, so there's always that looming feeling of I don't want to let him. Inevitably, it'll happen, I think, in small ways. Uh, it's like, I don't want to let you guys down. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, I feel uh, the same way. Over the years, you know, you guys have always been there for me. Whether it's silly or not, tough or not, you guys have always been there. Hold my hand. Let me cry on your shoulder. Not literally, but... Figuratively. figuratively. Uh, there was a time or two. Yeah, no, I've never cried. But here's You're the lying. thing, bro. A couple drunken knots. You were close. Maybe. Here's the thing. But we get, real quick, we get real sappy when we drink. Yeah. Here's the drink. thing. Men's mental health has been ruined by men. Yeah. Because we are afraid to Show. use that as a positive. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's because so I went. So I think I we've allowed through, things to dictate right. what we view. I went through these treatments and treatments and treatments to try and get my mind right. Nothing really worked. Even medication on at the same time. And then when I began to really look inside myself and face these things and then meditation and balancing every day, you know, in the mornings, taking that time to just listen to myself and think, read, and, and like I say all the time, just the balance. It's important. Yeah, I agree. Not even just men. I mean, ever you know, when we're <clears throat> what I'm getting at's all mankind. Everybody should find that. Yeah. The whole it's not like hippy dippy, but the more internal peace that you find, your balance. Yeah. Your happiness, your true happiness, your purpose, your goal, etc. Right. Everything else kind of flows with it. We get. I know me. You get caught up in what you think's going to bring happiness, or what you yeah. for years. You know, well, if I have this, oh man, that make me so happy. Right. You work for it, strive for it, bleed for it, sweat for it. You get it, and you realize it's short term. Yeah. The only long term peace and happiness comes within that balance. Yeah. To me, you know, and I'm just starting my journey. You know, not on the podcast, but the guys in this room kind of know about my my life right now. The journey starts for people at different points. Yeah, you know, it's what you do with it. Yeah, um, you have awakening. You have an awakening. Yeah, and at that point, as men, <coughs> I think it's important for. Also, you have to shed some of that ego. Yeah, and realize that the hubris just doesn't make anything better. I think the ego. Well, there is such a negative connotation with men and having issues, mental issues, whatever you want to call it, to deal with. It's so it's such a negative outlook to it. It's it makes you weak. It makes right. you this. And as well depending on how you react, there is weakness. I, I still believe there's a proper way. I mean I agree. For men to react to I'm just saying stereotypically, just generalizing it, it is 
you know, you have if to If a man strong. cries, he's a he's a bitch. He's a bitch. Yeah. You, take, you shouldn't cry to everything. No. You know, you watch fucking Beauty and the Beast or Twilight with your fucking girl, you shouldn't be crying. No. Crying. How about the notebook? Um you cry on that, Randy? You can choke up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you could choke up. Your a eyes can start. Hey, I'm here. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a. I, there's some things I'm a crier over. Yeah. You're. I mean, you're definitely more of a crier than we are. I'm a crier. I'll be That's honest. Okay. I get. I get. I get. You're the biggest guy in the room, bro. Forrest Gump. No joke. Forrest Gump. Two. Yeah, that that never tough. got me too much, dude. I, Forrest Gump. Geller, tough. Where the red fern grows. Oh yeah, yeah. that one to get me. Where the red fern grows. I cried reading that. Fuck it. Yeah, the Ugh. book was tough. Yeah. I was in like fourth grade in the classroom, fucking tears. It was like a movie. You know what? Another one that got me was Big Fish. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that one's a little little tough. When he rushes his dad to the, the what's, river. Yeah. What's oh the movie God. with the dog where that uh, he, get, he meets his master at the train every day and the master goes to work and dies? What's oh the name my of that God. one? The dog waits at the train station forever. It's a true story. Fetcher. No. Starts with an H. Hutch. No. What Hildalgo was? Hildalgo mm. was the sled team. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, what was that? Yeah, it wasn't that. Um, I don't remember the name of that movie. It was. But uh, while he's looking that up, what I'm talking about in reaction for me. Hachi. 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 That's it. Yeah. Hachi. Ooh, sad. I believe a man, right? I still believe in roles. Man Absolutely. Strong. They should be a provider. Sure. Um, so, in that, just like in business, everyday life, there are proper ways to react. And I don't believe it's always emotional. And if you don't have that balance, that peace, and you've not had that rebirth or whatever, you that, that try to make yourself better, you will react emotionally more times than to everything. To everything. Yeah. Everything's reacted with emotion. Um, when I think everybody, especially men, depending on their roles, you know, the whole world right now could do for a little more objective thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Emotions are important. How to use them, what good we can get from them. Just to harness it. Right. It's like everything, it's a tool. You know, when your dog dies, you're emotional. Yeah. Like sure. when you lose yeah. somebody, it's you're emotional. emotional. But if someone's having a bad day and they snap at you, don't get emotional. Yeah. yeah. What's the point? It's, you know, they're having a bad day. Well, you're we showing all... your weak. To me, you'd be showing your weakness. Yeah. By reacting emotionally. Well, I mean. I mean Therefore, overreact. Yeah. It's also to say to you if you're snapping at somebody because you're having a bad day. Well, yeah. I'm not saying I'm a fucking prick. No, I was gonna say I've not arrived. I still snap <laughs> the fuck out. But we all spaz. Not Everybody has their moments where we spaz. It's, it's. I think it's the. Everybody should step back and try personal growth. Yes, we, we're all guilty of getting very complacent. Don't be worried oh, yeah. about what everybody else is doing. Yeah, or what Don't, everybody else. Your is neighbor thinking. and everything doesn't have to bother you. Right. Well, you can be worried about your your neighbor, right? You can be concerned, not nosy, because you can be a nosy ass bitch and be like, "I'm just gonna check on them because I want to know what the fuck they're doing." And you come back and gossip, right? And then yeah. you go and you're like, "Well, guess what this motherfucker?" Did? No, check on them, make sure yeah. they're good. 
right? But at the same time, don't forget about yourself. Yeah. Don't forget about yourself because at some point, you're going to have to pull yourself up and take care of your own shit. At some point, nobody else is going to be there to pull right. you. Right. Well, Words won't help. You'll go through something. Yeah. Words won't help. Hugs won't help. Nothing else is going to help. It's just you and your brain. I hate to use the term of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but no. sometimes you have to fucking do that. Yeah. Sometimes it takes that for people to recognize that they don't have the, the circle that you need. You know, right. our group of friends, we, we check on each other. We call each other. You know, th- we have weeks where we don't chat, but we, hey, how you doing, buddy? You good? You need anything? It's not about any more than that. You know, it's just making sure everybody's okay. But there are people out there that, that they do that for people, but people don't do it for them. You know, it takes a lot of looking inward to recognize that, you know, sometimes you got to you gotta find the crowd that that does how you do, that well, feels also, you how know, you feel. I get what Gar's talking about with a neighbor, but sometimes, fuck your neighbor. Check on your people. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to your fucking neighbor's house... What I meant by your neighbor. I know what you're saying. You know, I'm not disagreeing in any way. Yeah. You see a need or something, we should all be neighborly. Yeah. But also, don't forget your fucking people. Yeah. Damn right. Uh, I mean, if one of you guys goes to me for a week, I'm going to be calling you asses, making sure y'all are alive and uh, not in jail. But uh, Personal growth, trying not to get there. (laughs) I always just try to think like, um, you know... It's always like for me. It's always like you might not be here tomorrow. Yeah. Brandy might not. Trevor might not. I don't want to have to live with that shit because I've seen people live through losing somebody, and either they weren't on good terms, they didn't yeah. talk to them, whatever it was, and they were, you know. You didn't talk to your best friend for a week just because, and then you find out they died four days ago. No. You know what I mean? That kind of shit would be would be terrible well, fuck man it's like well, we that's and Garth were talking about My being mom, busy being busy yeah. that's such a cop-out it is it that's is. a cop-out bullshit thing to say to somebody especially anything more than a fucking oh, day it's like so you were too busy to to stop this person from putting a belt around their neck and hanging themselves no you know what i'm saying like you were too busy just to reach out say something no and you know i i'm sure someone out there all it would take is somebody to reach out. Yeah. And for that real. may make or break. Yeah. You know? That that happens every day. Yeah. You know it does. And if you and I and if you're listening to this and you're having those issues, I don't give a damn. You can message me on Instagram. You can message Randy. You can find Trevor somehow. They don't Good have luck. Just message me. <laughs> Listen, there's a suicide hotline. Somebody cares, man. Dude, that bad, man. Fucking, it is I'll give serious. you the number. Call. Be on the fucking podcast. Yeah. Call in. You know. We'll give you a number to call in on. Just, yeah. just know that life is weird, and you have to, and it's not easy, and it's not fair. But it's someone not worth cares. Not going through. Somebody cares about you. You know. No. And sometimes it doesn't feel that way. You know. Yeah. I mean, I've dealt with that before. That was a major thing. Life but, will life will kick you in the teeth and then help you up just to push you back down. Yeah. You know? Well, that's where, you know, there's a, there's a, I don't think bullying is a good thing. No. But at the same time, it serves its purpose. Yeah. It does. You know, if you raise that kid 
if if it's 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 improper parenting if you don't raise that kid to stand up to their bullies. Oh yeah, I agree. Because then you're going to cause some kind of mental strain. You know, it's going to cause that kid to hit a breaking point, whether they no. they hurt themselves or hurt someone else. Yeah. Um, stand up to that bully, man. Life's going to bully the shit out of you. You better just go ahead and stand up to that too. Well, eventually in that mindset, you'll make your you'll be your own bully. Yeah. You know, you'll start bullying yourself. I've done that. Yeah, the the Easy. world the world will beat your ass down Wallowing, and then you'll beat your ass down yeah, more. Wallow in self-pity and put yourself further in a hole. Yep. Uh, that's not fun. No. no. But that's but it, just that's how we are, I think. You know, that's how people are. Well, I think that's the not sound too cliché. That's some of the beauty in it. Yeah. To reach the point of Look, I gotta make some changes. Yeah. Shit's going bad. Yeah. So I've either gotta get stronger or I'm gonna be here forever. Get strong or die. Yeah. It, I think it's hard for people too to and you know, I, I know for, I've, I for one struggle with this. And when people so when you go to talk to somebody about something you know, people give you if you want if you want their advice, they're going to give you their advice, tell you what you, what they think. Hopefully, they're objective and can give you a pretty decent outlook or a different standpoint. And a lot of people don't. I like I said myself is I'm numero uno is I don't do well taking that kind of advice from other people. I hear it, I say I got you, and I listen, but I'm not still not going to do it at the end of the day. If I'm doing something stupid and sometimes it takes a while to hit the it takes hit time. The wall, sometimes man. you have to. Sometimes you have to live it. To recognize yeah. that it, however, on the flip side, if 10 people are telling you that, that you will cut your finger, if you keep cutting something with that knife that way, eventually, I mean, there probably is 10 people, somebody's dealt with it and have, and probably have cut their own finger. You should probably listen. Same like with your kids. Yeah. Hey, don't do that. You're going to burn yourself. Hey, don't do that. You're going to burn yourself. 30 seconds later, <clears throat> you got screaming and crying. Okay. Yeah. Well, I told you. But that's why. I- but see, I was re- like, don't. If you if you if you get in the face of a dog and the dog bites you, yeah. and you've been told not to do that, you're gonna get your ass beat. Yeah, yeah. That's dog, just that's just how it is. You've been told the dog will nip you. If you don't listen, there's consequences. Yeah. Well, then until you experience it, you don't yeah. believe him a little. Right. Just like I said, not to go in depth, but with some things I've been handling, I've been listening to people for months, and it finally took just me one day. Yeah, ah, clicking. Ah, okay. I get it. Didn't matter how much anybody else told him. Yeah. Right. Now, at that moment of clarity, the the point is it's still important if you feel that way. And that goes back to somebody even possibly if you're worried about a friend even hurting themselves or killing themselves, say what you need to say anyway. Yeah. Say it out of love because my, my situation was nowhere near that. Don't get me wrong. But when I had that click moment of clarity, I was able to retrace all the conversations. Yeah, and then start putting together a plan and a path, and a it all melts together. I think that some of us are, you know, some people are just there. There, there are foresight for like people with foresight, and there's people with hindsight. Yeah, no. people are in different ways. Um, I'm the type of person that tends to just watch people fuck up and <laughs> burn their Not house down. And I've learned from that throughout my life. Yeah. So I don't, I don't touch the oven. You know, I don't, I don't, 
I'm very cautious. Well, I think I think some people need just somebody to talk to, somebody to get it off their chest, uh, just somebody to listen. Not necessarily give advice, but listen. Let them get, let them say it. And then there's people that you've got to be blunt with, and they may hurt their feelings at the time, but you know, out of love, that you you have to tell them. Well, I think that's part and of uh, the friendship. It, yeah, the but there's a fine people. line there. You know, there is a fine line. You don't just come out of nowhere and say some bullshit, but you can't meet somebody twice. Right. Say, hey, listen, you dumb motherfucker. Sometimes, but sometimes yeah. that's what people need. Dumbass, yeah. don't do that. You you're gonna burn yourself. You know, just I like, just believe in being tactful. You know, I don't. I mean, maybe that's the right. I don't want to sit there. Tactful. I don't want to sit there and just be like, hey, you're a dumbass. Cause yeah. You, you know, tell me what you tell me what you're thinking. Un- let me understand your side of this, um, and I will offer up whatever if you want that. But I don't necessarily have to give that to you. I think when you're dealing with something tough, it takes a equally, um, especially when it's you're de- like let's see how I word this appropriately. You're dealing with something that's not easy. It takes a equally large um, event. To make you recognize that, I'm trying. I don't even know how to word this. Um, I just, just take, I don't even know. I don't even know how to time. word it. It's the same yeah. thing over and over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, it's just it takes it takes a large event for people to really recognize in the, within themselves where wh- whether they're being complacent or whether they were the problem or if they gave so much that they, you know, they have nothing left because of it. I mean, it takes large things to for people to look inward and see I things. Think depending on the situation. It does, yes. Uh, it's situational. It is. But again, back to what we discussed earlier, depending on that, the sooner you can put away emotional things. Yeah, and be objective. And begin, because there's a process. Pragmatic. Yeah, yep. there's, a, there's a process. If something bad happens, immediately you'll go into emotion. Yeah. That's the way it is. Yeah, of course. It's how long that lasts. Right. And the moment you can snuff that out and subdue it, use objective thinking, pragmatic, you're going to gain a lot more. Yeah. You're going to have a lot more clarity. Um, and then it really matters a lot less. Yeah. That's the, that's the mm-hmm. crazy part yeah. is once you can get objective about it, not to say it's not important or you don't want things from it. It just but little doesn't piddly, matter. It's little much. piddly things. Right. You find out what's really important. Yeah, you may still have a grand picture of this issue. Right. But you're objectively thinking, so fuck it. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's funny. It, it's yeah. odd. And that's, you know, that's a little different than, you know, my family was murdered. We, you know, loss is different. Yeah, yeah. Me. When you absolutely. when you deal with that kind of loss, my mom and brother were killed. That kind of loss, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, They're going yeah, through struggles. Is, and yeah, life, you know. Yeah, um, that's a whole grieving process. That's just going right. to be emotional. There's no real ob- objectivity to it. Yeah, it's once you've gotten the emotion out. Right. Then you move on, or, or what you can. Right. It's like with things like that, people will they will make up things in their head, like and and I dealt with that with survivor stuff and, and whatever, like survivor's guilt and yeah. shit. Yeah. And you're just like, man, I could have done this. I could have done that for years. I thought this. And for years I was like, why didn't I just do this or that? doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what was going to happen was going to happen. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, do you think that 
if I'm walking outside and it's there's ice everywhere, if I'm stepping on that ice, I'm probably going to slip and bust my ass no matter how I walk. Yeah. You know? You know? So one way or another, it's just gonna happen. Well, um, we just have to be prepared to handle that, and that's that's what we kind of talked about last night was preparing yourself to handle the the things that come that challenge you. Yeah, well, and being objective allows you to, uh, like Garth said earlier, have the foresight to uh, you know, you yeah, know, that that because you're being objective and you can see. What's you can see what's coming. Um, it does. I do think hopefully it makes things a little easier. I think the big thing, and like it I've sounds, dealt with this before. Yeah, yeah. But you get battle hard. Yeah, yeah. Pains. There's different kinds of pains. Yep. But essentially, it's the same too. Yeah. And see, it sounds so cliche and just fucking hippy dippy, but <laughs> truly, when you realize all you can control is your own situation. Yeah. Your own feelings, your own mental status. Can't control anything else. Control, control your control yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And you have to let that go. Right. People think, well, uh, it sounds so not that fucking easy. No. For for me personally as a control freak, I think a lot of men we're, we want to fix, control, deal. Yeah. But to come to the full conclusion that I can only control what I can control. So I'm going to get better through that. Yeah. Like what we was talking about before, that self-awakening, self-awareness. I'm going yeah. to approach things with objectivity. Um, I think everybody probably has a moment in life where you've given that decision. Yeah. Or multiple, which is what you do with them. Yeah, you, you come to like a fork in the road. Yeah. Well, and, with, and you got to recognize, too, that, that that is what it is. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Some people that's never hard do. Too. Yeah, that's hard yeah. to that's Some hard people to get do. so wrapped up in self-pity and... Being sad. They stay and, there. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Then they become complainers and crutch users, and, and it's like... Absolutely toxic to everybody around them. Yeah. I mean, it's... Well, my grandfather... Over my things dad, that are grand scheme, minimal. My grandfather on my dad's side of the family... He was, uh, I never met the man. He died when he was 40 because he was so pent up yeah. from World War II yeah. and other things and and uh, working in, in a tough job after the war. And, you know, that was a hard generation, hard yeah. generation. Very hard. And um, dad would tell me stories about him, you know, in the shell shock and stuff that they had no idea what it was back then. Right. And he died from a heart attack at 40, and he was a tall, good-shaped guy. Yeah. But he died Inter- from he died from stress. Yeah, yeah I mean. When Misery it, can kill you. Yeah. Stress you, can kill you. You, yeah. you. you have to learn to, to let it out healthily, of course. And so it doesn't build up and build up and build up until you, until you snap, you know, or whatever that may be, whether it's your heart explodes or you freak out and, and – just are angry as shit and do something you shouldn't do. I mean, there's where you accept that it's an uncontrollable and you let it, be. and you let Man, it go. You right. manage when yeah. people lose their minds and they lose their wits. That's a dangerous thing. Yeah, it is oh, yeah. very yeah. dangerous. Cause they're, they're essentially someone that has nothing to lose. They feel like my grandpa told me once mean men don't scare me. Angry yeah. men don't scare me. A Man that doesn't have a will to live. Yeah. That scares me. Yeah. Um, and that, 
That think about it, that's scary. That rings yeah. very true. Yeah, because they have nothing to lose. Yeah, you know it's it's like a <laughs> trap game in football. You know you're playing a shitty team, and there's no way they can beat you. Everybody thinks there's no way. You're a double digit favorite, twenty plus point favorite. You go in there and get your ass beat by a team that has nothing to lose because they pull everything out of the book. You know, it doesn't matter. There's no more traditional play calling. Mm. You know, they're going to go for the jugular and they're going to throw everything at you. The kitchen sink. Start fucking doing flea flickers and whatever. That's the, that's that's what happens to people. They get to a point where I can't do this anymore. I have nothing to lose. So I'm just going to hurt someone, hurt myself. And it's important to recognize that when you get to a hole like that, you got to reach out to somebody. Yeah, and there's with help and in the right frame of mind, nothing to lose can still be a positive fucking reinforcement. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. take I mean, risks, try things. Yeah. You've got nothing else to lose. Right. Um, I'm not saying all mental problems can be cured with outlook, but it's it's a lot of it. Well, it's like if you've ever seen the Iceman tapes. Richard Kuklinski, who's a mafia hitman. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen bits and pieces. And of he's got one of the highest body counts in American history. And uh, they did a documentary where this doctor spoke with him while he was, you know, in prison mm. for all the stuff he did. And the doctor asked him, or he he asked the doctor near the end of the interview. He said, "What do you think about me?" And this doctor said. He said, uh, and, and Kuklinski was cold-hearted motherfucker, man. He was like, this ought to be good. This ought to be good. And the doctor goes, well, he said, you know, I think you had a, I think you were unlucky when you were a child. You had terrible parents that beat the hell out of you and treated you like shit. But you also have the mentality of a man that will be willing to do anything. So that goes one of two ways. A Navy SEAL, right? Uh, maybe some police officers or Somebody that puts their life on the line, right? Heroism of some heroic. Yeah. Yeah, bravery. Right. But then you have the other, the the other path. Yeah. You know, a murderer, serial killer, like you were. <laughs> right. And he's like, I don't necessarily think that you're inherently bad, but you were raised in an unfortunate situation. And that's what you clung to. Right. And so that resonated me with me because... Also in this interview, they asked him, you know, he's telling these murders like it's like a fucking grocery list. Yeah. Like it's nothing to him. He's like, yeah, I chopped them up and da-da-da-da-da. And this is a big man we're talking about. He was a ruthless dude. And then he goes, they go, well, how did you feel about, you know, how was your relationship with your kids? And like a light bulb, this dude, he changed. You know, it was just like. Something snapped, and he was like, oh, the kids. And he was a different person. I loved my kids. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them. No. So that just shows you. We all have something inside of us, you know, that's darker. Scarier. Scarier. But we choose to live, and we try to live in the, the lighter area or in the grayer area. But a lot of people. How much just, of it is a problem, though? Well. That's the thing. Yeah. A lot of people just skate down Gray Street. 
They don't delve into the darkness because they're afraid of it. Right. But then they they don't really, they try to high road everybody. Well, a lot of times you're taught not to today. Right. You know, how much of today for, especially a young boy, don't fight. Not gentlemen. Don't fight. Don't. Well, I mean, I think think it's more so like when you get older and you start to think about dark things. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're a kid, you don't really think about that. Not even dark things. I I just, let me see how I want to put this. I think we're born, humans are born with that bit of darkness or bit of inherently violent. We're born inherently instinctual. Yeah. And part of we that want to survive. Violence. We want to survive. But through your whole childhood, a lot of times, not everybody, you're not allowed to experience it or come to peace with it. It's always negative. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I guess theory, we're not doctors. You know, we should always allude at the first of these fucking things. This is all fucking what we think. But why? Trying to figure out how to put it so I don't sound fucking crazy. <laughs> Why do we teach that it's so bad? You know what I mean? What? Those experiences, the, the, the violence, the, the part of us that's a problem. I guess just the ideology. It's just a, like I said, I'm not saying I believe this way either. Just the idea that I had. Well, when you're a kid, violence is what a school fight, right? Right. So that's. But that, is that not a. Depending on if you're bullied or whatever, it could be a small piece. It's more get to know it so you can deal with it. I, I think it's kind of what I'm getting at. I think reacting instinctually to things removes being objective. And I think, I think there was a moment in my life where I realized. Well, that's what separates us from animals. Right. You do, like, we realize we have a conscience. Yeah. Right. But I'm sure just like you, there was a point in my life where I realized I had a dart. Yeah, but I was in a place in my life yeah. that I really didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to stop. I don't really know how. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. I'll come back next week with a more formulated discussion about it. Well, I think you're saying what I was similar to what I was saying. No, I'm agreeing with you. Is that people want to not, they don't delve into it because it's scary. Right, right. You know, and at some point, you're going to have to face it one way or another. Yes. Life is going to force you to face that shit. Yep. One day. Somehow. You're going to see somebody bloodied up. You're going to see something that's going to stick with you, mm-hmm. whether that, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're going to have to just be like, you know what? You have to almost desensitize to it a little bit. Yeah. Especially depending on what you do for a living. We have to learn about it. Yeah. I think that's part of what I was saying. I was agreeing with you. As children, you know, I think a lot of them are taught or trained that life's perfect. Nothing's ever going to hurt you. You push that stuff away. Let's call being spoiled. Right. Yeah. Protected. Um, yeah. How much could be helpful for parents these days to letting them have some of that experience? Right, that it's okay. Yeah, that you're going to have times where you want to beat people in this darkness, whatever you right. want to call it. You know what I mean? Right. So that you can well, get that's a grasp teaching, on it. That's a teaching moment. Right, but you have a grasp on it. I think agreeing with you, part of the problem with the society today 
and ongoing is you're not allowed to do that. That's bad. It's well, not our utopian society. And how many parents are not being parents? They're being friends. Yeah. I well, think so that's kind of, yeah. I think that's more of the problem is that parents don't, I mean, as I don't want my kids going out and just beating people up because that's well, no, that's not what I'm saying. Parents are there for least. positive reinforcement and right. negative reinforcement. No. So if they do something good, like they get good grades, you reward them. Not all the time, because that's what they're supposed to do. Right. See, but people, if they make a good grade on a report card, okay, yeah. you had a good report people, card. People expect to be praised <laughs> and rewarded for doing what they're Literally supposed everything. to do. Yeah. My job yeah, at work, if I'm being rewarded like for doing day. my yeah. job, I mean, so... I get paid, get paid to do to my do job. Fucking job. I don't get paid job. more to just keep by the doing hour. my job. I get yeah. paid more to go above and beyond and to progress, become more, it, 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 add more, do more. You know, th- then you push to, you know, it's not, you can't be rewarded. If my job is to mix a color and all I do all day is, a mix, is mix colors, why, why should I be rewarded for that? And the same thing with children. You are with a paycheck. It, right. But the same thing with children. You know, you, you I expect good grades. And, yeah, you're going to be rewarded for doing good and this and that. But eventually, I'm not going to reward you for every day on A you get. No. You know, you're supposed – it's expected that you get But at some point it becomes expectation. It. Right. It's an expectation. Yeah, you don't get rewarded for that. If kid's dumber than a fucking rock and he gets an A, oh, yeah. Well, I got rewarded for A's, but I wasn't smart. So That was a solid C A's are great. If I got an A, you know, they're, oh, yay, way to go, man. But, you know, there there is an expectation there that eventually um, you, you don't reward them for anymore because then the expectation is, is that they're only doing it for the reward. Well, yeah, it's kind of like uh, when I was starting to, especially my oldest, clean your room, very minimal. You're of age, you start picking your shit up. Yeah. Hey, man, I'll give you a couple bucks. Clean your room up, allowance. Keep your room yeah. clean to get your – now – Couple years later, clean your fucking room. Get your ass in there and clean your room. Yeah, I don't drop the f bomb to him, but in my head, it's like, hey, no, it's expected. Daddy said, clean your room. And other kids, it's going to be a mess. The expectation is not to keep it spotless. The expectation for me is when I say clean your room to do it. You do it that first time. Yeah. Well, like with potty training, you give them you give them rewards when they do well at first. Eventually, it becomes expectation. But yeah, I didn't miss anything. Eventually, it's well. You're supposed to pot. You're supposed to pee in the potty, man. You're not supposed to pee right. in the pants, uh, right? Then, it's a not, more then you flip flop it and you hit it with a with a, you know. That this is the expect. You got rewarded for doing this before, and nothing if you peed your pants. But now, when you know better, and the expectation is that you're not, then you do it. Then that's then there's you know that's a negative thing. I'll tell you how you know. <laughs> Go along with it. My youngest son, Jedediah. I cannot go to the store anymore without me getting home. Hey, what'd you get me, Dad? Oh, my God. I've told him, son, every time I leave this house, I do not need to come home with something with you. Yeah. So we're trying to, you know, not even to try to spool them. You know, I'm at the store spending $7 on a pack of cigarettes. I get the kids a candy bar. But apparently I did that so much that that was an expectation for Dad. Yeah. Hey, you some bitch. Where's my fucking candy bar? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's in. where you flopped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I flopped on that one. Because, like, because, like, my, you know, 
if I went to the store with my dad when I was a kid, you didn't, he ask didn't for get that. shit. Yeah. Hell no. He brought you something out. Yeah. Oh my god. If he got something, you were sharing it with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, well, I'm gonna get this, and if you want a little bit of it, I'll give you some. But or, I don't know if I'm gonna or, get you a full one. When I, I remember, was with my mom, I loved to ask for shit. When I was with my dad, I did not like to ask for nothing. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No, I remember young young talks before going into the store. <laughs> you yeah. ask for. Anything. You better not ask Don't for, ask for shit. Don't open your mouth while you're in. Now, like, I love my dad to death. Like, grocery store or something like that, of course. If I wanted something to eat or a snack or something, I would ask. I, don't, I but, didn't have much say-so in the groceries. Well, I mean, for that, I would, of course. But, like, if we were out shopping or something at the store and I wanted a toy, I didn't ask for it. Well, we got whatever the fuck was bought. Yeah. But, I I mean, my parents didn't cook. See, mine did. My mom cooked. I would, we always I had would, good meals. I would eat whatever the fuck I could find. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> or it was takeout. I remember just one of them childly things, man. One of my core memories, we grew up in the country, so we had to go to the trash dump, you know, <laughs> at a city pickup. And every couple Saturdays we did it, you know, every other Saturday or whatever. Stopped a little store on 18 there, and I got a blue fucking slush puppy. I could only get a small one. Dad wouldn't buy me a big one. <laughs> small one. And because you could pump your own shit in there, you know, yeah. your own taste. And a bag of combos, ooh, every fucking time. Love yeah. combos. It's like a it's like a core memory, man. Yeah. Is sitting in the front seat of his truck, whatever truck. He always had a beater truck. Getting the fucking combos. Yeah. And the slush puppy. After small, taking the trash off. I want to preface what I said with my childhood. I had a good childhood. You know, I got whatever I wanted. I was spoiled by both my mom and my dad. Both both families. Um, they were mom and dad were not together. So I had you know mom stepdad. Dad, stepmom. I got beatings in the store. Yeah. Oh, I've had my ass kicked a few times. Don't worry. <laughs> I got busted for stealing uh, erasers, and I was like five. Oh, I got busted for my stealing. Uh, snitched me. Cap gun caps. The yeah, rolls. The yeah, paper yeah, rolls. Yeah. Pow, pow. Uh, Out yeah. of roses. See, I got popped for Walmart. Maybe take them back. Man, I asked mom to give me these erasers, and she wouldn't. So I pocketed them, bitches, and went home with them. Razors. Erasers. Oh. Erasers. Played with them, having a great time. My brother. Who was a sack of shit at the time? <laughs> Snitched on you. Oh, dude, this was a, this is what started his snitching spree for the next fucking eighteen years. And uh, hell yeah, I went straight to mom, told her that I stolen things. This is also the same brother that, when I was five, apparently had a problem when I was five, stole my mom's cigarettes, mm. and she was on the phone talking to. I remember this so clearly. She was on the phone talking to so somebody, just doing women thing, yada yada yada. And I grabbed her pack of smokes and went to the bedroom and tried to smoke them. Lit them all backwards. I was, I was lighting the filters. Brother went in there and snitched on me. Mom came in there and asked me if I did it. I lied, said he did it. He told me that we needed to be adults and be better and stop, stop lying and, do, and take responsibility for what we do. Wow. So I said, all right then, because he's the only, he always lied and blamed me. So I said, all right, Mom, I did it. My bad. Next time he did something, fuck her lot. So. <laughs> so my mom was different. Uh, we'd ride around in the car, be in the back seat with either the windows cracked about an inch while she smoked or just all the way up half the time. Yeah. And she would give me a cigarette, not lit. She'd hand me a cigarette to pretend smoke Yeah. in the back seat while she smoked. I just got the candy cigarettes to pretend no, smoke. No, she would give me a fucking real one, and I could pretend like I was smoking, but I couldn't light it. And I was like five. My then, dad, my dad never smoked to me and smoked in front of me until I was older. 
Really? But he wasn't a, I mean, you know, things, they were in and out. People yeah. were in. My parents went to the laundry room to smoke. It's like they couldn't step outside. Yeah. They went to the laundry room. Yeah. You know? Well, we sectioned out one room in the house. Yeah, yeah. It's like having a smoking section in a restaurant. Yeah. There's no such thing. Just, just do it. The whole yeah. fucking restaurant smells like a big yeah. fat yeah. ass cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big oh, man. fucking even ash worse. Tray. It's fucking motel room smoking motel. Ooh, oh when I was a God. private investigator and I was a heavy smoker. Yeah. When I was traveling the roads, I still couldn't stay in one of those Ooh. rooms. It's nasty. Oh my bro. God. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's God. nasty. I can't. I can't smoke indoors. I came for short stints. Short stints, very short. Like it's kind of fun because we wasn't raised in the top. Well, right. we was raised in it, but we didn't get to enjoy smoking in. Right. So when you go in somewhere at first, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, this is awesome." Typically, when two hours involved, and a headache it's, later, it's great at first, but it don't last long before like. Well, you I'm said, talking about and like no. cooped up in a house. Oh yeah. Like I remember when me and like either in your basement or at Enola house. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Dude, you smoking this shit and like getting a big ass fucking headache. And just would, being like, we would Damn. hotbox the hell out of the basement. My head would be pounding. I couldn't smell shit. Yeah, I can't, can't taste, taste shit. Crazy. Yeah. I used to love smoking in that basement. Eyes burning like God. a bitch. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was pretty young too, but I. That we... house on Enola. Just walk through the house. Yeah. Ashing in the fucking sink. Well, like my parents, they didn't. They smoking pour. in the bed. Yeah, smoking in the bed. <laughs> smoking Laying the basement. Down, just like, was, smoking the kitchen as soon as you came in the front I was door. I 17 Can't years old looking like room. a 70 year old grandpa. And it, yeah. <sighs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, good times. Good times. Play story about my mom. Uh, fresh out of high school. I was like 18, 19. I always had my mom buy us alcohol. Matter of fact, she bought me and Garth alcohol for a New Year's party. Yep. Bad New Year's. Bad. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Too young for alcohol is what it was. And uh, I remember she used to always buy me fucking beer and liquor. One time we were going down to the food line to get some beer for, I guess I was having people over or something. She says, Randy, you know, I'll buy you liquor. She said, but why don't you just go buy your own beer? I think it was like 18 19. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, just go buy it yourself. I'm like, Mom, I can't buy beer. She's like, you can buy beer when you're 18. I said, no. <laughs> Dude, she tripped out. She tripped the fuck out on me. She's like, you've been having me buy beer all these years. I was like, I thought you knew. Now, granted, my mom had her own vices at the time. Reasons she was a little confused, but yeah, I got a bitchin'. All the way into the store where she bought the beer, <laughs> quit bitching at the register, and then bitched me out in the car on the way home with the beer. Here's, yeah. a, here's a classic story about uh, Miss, Miss Ward. She, one, one time, we had, um, we were broke-ass kids, like oh, yeah. 17. I'm a broke-ass adult. 18. <laughs> we, had, we had to scrape money up. To get Most cigarettes. of the time, what, 10 bucks between us? Yeah. We would eat, you know, we would get cigarettes on, we would drive to work on fumes. We would eat the $2 meal at Taco Bell. This is how it was. And um, we had just got paid. 
and we were like, oh, we got cigarettes. We were we were good to go. The next morning, <coughs> we had left a full pack unopened. Our last pack. Our last pack. No money. Zero money. So we hadn't just got paid. So we had no money. We had one pack of cigarettes for three of us. Three people. And uh, wake up the next morning. The pack is gone. And our friend Ryan comes running into the bedroom. Guys, the cigarettes are gone. They're gone. So we're like, what? We go in there. Sure enough, pack is empty. And every single one of the 20 cigarettes had a butt butt in that fucking (laughs) cigarette tray. I will never forget that. Yeah. That was funny. It's so funny now. Was not at the time. At the time. But it's hilarious. Mm. Oh, how times have changed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. Well... It's been a good conversation. Yeah. It's been a good one. Y'all want to close it out? Do some uh, final final statements, thoughts, yeah, comments? Yeah. Go ahead. You start. I don't want to start. You always I'm start. Why do I always start? Because you start. Final thoughts from Randy. It's good being back. Yeah. I've missed this tremendously. Um, it's a light in my life right now. It's enjoyable. Hope to keep it going. Um, if you listen to this, tell your friends about it. You want to keep this thing growing, like we've said tonight and other times. The goal of this to us is to be organic so that y'all feel like you're here with us, just chit-chatting. This is what we do even before we started this whole microphone and thing and learning. we got a long way to learn with it. We just love shooting the shit. Or as country folks say, chewing the fat. So, I hope this thing keeps growing. It's been a good yarn. It's been a good yarn. <laughs> but no, hope to see you next week. Trevor! Uh, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, we spent many a nights on the porch doing just this right here. So, it's, uh, I'd like to think we, our conversations go flow pretty well, go pretty well with each other. Um, but I think the point of the night is uh, Wendy's back. Wendy's back. Welcome back, Wendy. Uh-huh. Wendy. And uh, I, you know, sometimes it all it takes is a second. To, you know, to you it's just a minute, thirty seconds. Reach out and say hello, and uh, you never know that thirty seconds can mean something to somebody. So it could save someone's life. Yeah, literally. No. It don't hurt. Spend. Th- I'm not the best about at, at responding, but I do make sure to check on my people. And uh, uh, sometimes all it takes is giving a shit. Yep. And a few in a few minutes of your time. For shizzle. So Amen. this is my final thought. Randy's back. Trevor's here. Me and Trevor have been killing it, but we're glad to have Randy back. Uh want to thank everybody for the tremendous response we've had to our previous episodes. For sure. Um for we sure. want to get some guests lined up. If you want to be on the podcast, hit me up. Let me know. You know where to reach me on Instagram. Wanna shout out to our first Patreon, JJ. Uh, he's our first Patreon, so our one of our first founding members. Uh, so shouts out to him. He's uh, driving his truck, listening to us a lot. So we appreciate you, brother. All the kind words and everything. Thanks a lot for all that. And uh, we'll we'll catch you next time. Oh, real quick, Evil comes out Thursday. 
first episode drops Thursday. So be prepared for that. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I'll be doing like two of those a week. Thursday so, the 7th? Yeah, the 7th. Keep listening. Tell y'all friends. Yeah. Share it. May have some uh, guests here soon. Some Yeah. There's possible. some things in the works. Things in the works. Things Might in the works. Might be pretty exciting. Yeah, I think there's some really exciting things coming. So keep it coming. Thanks for all the support. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode, folks. Later.